can't believe that you haven't seen it Love it so much you really gotta stream it Let me tell you every line right now I can quote the whole thing since I was 12 Maybe your mom told you no She said she wouldn't give you any money to go And that's why Movies we missed Hey, hey, hey back we told you we would be and we meant it this time this is movies we missed i am your host brandon greenhouse and this is my lovely co-host jane contorian hammer and we are we're live and we're in color um i mean you can just hear us but you can hear the vibrance in our voices i'm sure yeah we're generally in color what the hell does contorian mean is that that's not a name I mean, it is if you believe. Is it a word though? Does that mean something? I mean, that's not that's not my job to like Did you be just, accountable but, for what comes out of my mouth. Oh, okay. So you just made it up. It just sounds. <laughs> okay, because I just typed it into Google and came up with a German website. Oh, so. that seems right up your alley, probably. Yeah, I sure. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyways, how are you? You know what it means. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You just you just got back from a vacation, right? You have a you have your house in uh, Mexico that you sometimes vacation in. <laughs> I would love to say it was my house in Mexico, but it is not my house in Mexico. It is a house that I rented with um, you know some friends and we did we just got back it was um super fun i i came back with a little um i brought i brought something with me on my way back and don't worry it's not the delta variant it is a massive burn on the side of my leg not a sunburn like i burned myself on a very hot metal pole and it's blistered but then that blister popped so yeah i know this is disgusting why are you talking about this on the podcast? why because nobody wants to hear about your bursting blister <laughs> i'm trying to be real i'm trying to keep it real you know what i mean uh, you could have just left it at i got a blister and we would have together you didn't want it it's, We've it's spoken the, about it earlier today, so I know about it, and I'm here. I mean, I'm here for the grossness, but I just. But I wanted be you to know, to our listeners, that since the time we've talked, it has. It only burst because you were messing with it, and you can't tell me anything <laughs> otherwise. So whatever, it didn't burst on its own. Well, it did. It it it's true. I did. Well, she had left it alone because that liquid inside of there was the thing I didn't tell you. That liquid that's inside of the blister that's also helping heal it. So well, you. Just like it's gone it now. It came out. Like, leave I didn't, the damn thing alone. I didn't do it on purpose. I promise you. Ugh, it I just, don't it you. Because when we were on the phone, you said I can't stop touching it, and then all of a sudden, a few hours later, it's burst. So lies. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. You I know were messing that, with it. I know the evidence is stacked up against me, but I promise you, I in between the time that I last touched it and then went back down to touch it again, it had burst, and I don't know how. It wasn't by my hand. But, anyways. 
We don't have to talk about my disgusting burn anymore. And maybe we should talk about the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week. What you wanna you wanna tell them, Jane? What you Yeah, I'm so excited because I've been waiting for this follow-up. We I made Brandon watch Twilight New Moon, which he watched the first one, and we waited several months to do the second one, and I was so excited. Had were you equally as excited, Brandon? Um, I wasn't excited. I was curious to see how they dug themselves out of the hole of the first movie. Um, and I found out that they didn't really. Um, they just, just, they're still sort of wallowing in the same mud pit that they dug at the <laughs> beginning. A, so. a deeper, a deeper I mean, there were, there were several things that I noted while watching the movie, and I thought, oh, better this, better that. I mean, what I really noted was, oh, we got like more of a budget, clearly. Yeah. That was the thing that I noted. Um, Dave listens to a podcast called Blank Chat. Check, and Chris mm-hmm. White's was a guest on there, the director of this um, Twilight movie. He came in for the second one after Catherine Hardwick, I think because of scheduling conflicts. I don't know what that mm-hmm. means. Um, yeah. She wasn't able to t- partake in the second, and so he came through. And I mean, I will say that like I, I could definitely see, and I have done a thorough amount of research on the film. Um, I, I mean, I, w- I would say that I can see like that he definitely brought, I would say, arguably more of a vision to this movie than I think the first one had. Um, Mm. But that's, you know, I mean, also probably having an understanding of the fact that, like, we're dealing with, like, you know, a burgeoning franchise at this point. The first movie at this point is a proven success, so it's like, okay. Like, yeah. uh, But one thing that was sort of overall, throughout everything that I was sort of reading and coming upon, was, like, this overall feeling from from the higher-ups on down was just a, a genuine sort of desire to do right by this by this film uh, by this book series and mm-hmm. you know by Stephanie Meyer's creation so that seems to be something that I see through this movie I see like it seems like a movie being made by people that really um, have like a reverence for the source material so that's clear to me I, I definitely think that's here in the first and second movies and particularly this movie, I think they had more money and they had more freedom. And, and also, it seems like they had more like leverage to really stick to what they were trying to do without studio intervention and stuff like that. And you can tell that for sure. That being said, it, there's a, a lot. I feel like a lot happens. A lot yeah. more happens in this movie than in the first movie. Arguably too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's yeah. a lot going on. I mean, and I ran into that issue while writing this summary because I was Oh, like, I'm sure. We talked about this last week because I had, like, uh, a doozy of a time trying to get everything in whatever movie we watched last week because, you know, I don't remember. But it was, this... True. It was True Lies. True Lies, yeah. That was, yes. like, a movie within a movie. And this movie has that same... Not the same quality, but this movie has a lot of, <laughs> has a lot of stories happening at one yeah. time and B and C and D storylines. And so it's mm-hmm. like... I, I get that feeling. Um, I know that you wrote us a, a lovely a summation um, and I'm gonna hand the, the floor over to you and I'm gonna well, you know, sit kind, back and enjoy kind of you to call it lovely before you've heard it but I'm I'm uh, I'm like touched I'm just reading from a I basically got like a Mad Lib style <laughs> script in front of me that I just sort of <laughs> paint by numbers so <laughs> lovely was a word that's already there <laughs> gotta get through the day <laughs> yeah I should have said I know that you wrote a summary for us so <laughs> Let's hear it. And just left it at that. No pressure. Well, I did. 
Bella Swan is back and somehow more insufferable than ever. She's just turned 18 and, spoiler alert, she's not happy about it. She's afraid of aging too much and wants Edward to change her into a vamp so she's young and cute forever. Alice, Edward's sister, throws Bella a birthday party against her will and while opening presents, Bella gets a paper cut. Jasper, Alice's brother boyfriend, becomes feral and lunges at Bella to try to suck her blood. Terrified of what could have happened, Edward decides it's time for the Cullens to leave Forks. He tells Bella he's just not that into her and skips town with the rest of the family, never to be seen again. Bella goes through months and months of depression until, after seeing a movie with gal pal Jessica, they come upon some bikers, and Bella realizes if she does something incredibly stupid and dangerous, like jump on the back of a stranger's bike and demand he drive at a very high speed, she sees a whisper of Edward, warning her of possible injury and asking her to stop. Bella finds out the higher the dose of adrenaline, the more likely she is to see this Edward hologram. She enlists her hunky, long-haired Native American friend, Jacob, to rebuild crappy motorcycles with the hope that when she rides, she might see Edward again. After spending a ton of time together, Jacob falls hard for Bella. Bella can't return the sentiment. She's too sweet on her vampire man with the skin the color of spackle. But it doesn't matter. Once the bikes are finished, Jacob is nowhere to be found. His father tells Bella he's come down with a bad case of mono. Bella, despite being asked not to, shows up at Jacob's house. Only, what's this? Jake isn't sick? He finally cuts his hair, has seemingly become allergic to t-shirts, and is sporting a new tattoo. Something is different about Jake, but he cannot tell Bella what it is. Finally, after keeping it close to the chest for two whole scenes, it is revealed that Jacob is a werewolf and has joined a pack of werewolves from his reservation, headed up by Sam Yuli. On top of finding out Jake's true identity, we find out that Victoria, the vampire from the first movie, is in town and is there to kill Bella. The werewolves are there to protect her, but through a series of miscommunications, Edward hears that Bella is dead. Not willing to live in a world without her, he decides he's going to go to Italy and expose himself in all his glittering glory to the townsfolk so that the Volturi, vampire royalty and apparent lawmakers of the underworld, will have no choice but to kill him. The only person who can save him is his precious Bella. But will she get to him in time? You do the math. There are three more movies. You think they're killing off Edward in the second movie? Find out in Twilight New Moon. Ooh, it is. It's more ridiculous condensed down, actually. I know, isn't um, it? Yeah, you actually you answered a couple of questions for me while I was just oh, listening to read it. I yeah, love I when like, oh, I man. love it when we can do that for each other because I feel like you did that for me in the last one too. 
Oh, that's good. I yeah. I felt like several things I didn't I didn't understand any of that stuff about the Volturi and like I didn't understand what was going on with him like exposing himself at the end of the film and her like <laughs> rushing in. So that makes sense. I get it now. Because they do they have that moment not. towards the beginning where Michael Sheen like rips off the guy's head at the beginning of the movie because I guess he he exposed himself to the town people. So it was like I don't even in oh. that like weird flashback scene. Yeah, it was like a premonition but also a flashback or something. But also like like Edward's quote unquote father, um Carlisle, Carlisle. is played by uh, a blonde-haired Peter Fascinelli is apparently has access to the same dye in like the 17th century <laughs> I because know. he is sporting a, a Robin <laughs> a la Body Talk era haircut mm-hmm. um in and the background just... of one of the shots yeah. and I'm like you guys aren't great at giving people hair colors that aren't their natural hair colors and making it look normal. Like, Peter Fascinelli is, does, there's no moment where I think to myself, oh, that's the color it grows from his scalp. Right. Um, oh, oh, Peter Fascinelli, the natural blonde? Like, no, yeah. that's like saying I'm a natural blonde, which is like, clearly I'm not. Laughable. You know? It's laughable. Um, so, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, it looks good on you. It looks, it looks good. You're, yeah, it's mm. natural. Um, so, at the beginning of the movie, I, yeah, I, the whole beginning scene we we've got Bella sort of having I guess this movie is about her confronting her like her mortality even though she's only 18 so it's like I know it's annoying to me that she's like every day I'm aging and it's like you literally look exactly the same age as him like don't fucking worry about it yeah and then she sees like an image of her grandmother but then she realizes that it's actually her looking in the mirror in the future so it's like, all right, so that's her big thing to have to deal with. Um, and then, like, right after that, because Bella's, like, not a complex character, there's, like, a scene where her father comes in to, like, give her, like, some shitty gifts for her birthday. Um, and he gives her, like, hey. this, like, lo- he gives her, like, a loose a loose camera that looks like it must have been the floor model because it's, like, it came boxless. Um, so he's just, like, here. Is there a charger? Is there a dock that I put this on? No, no, no. Like you. Um, it's it got those dark. Duracells in there. It's got those Duracells in there already. Don't worry about it, sis. Um, so he gives her that, and then which, he like, makes... I do have to say that in 2009, that'd be a great gift. Like, of course, yeah. No, I mean, I'd like, I would. No, absolutely. But I would, mm-hmm. but I would say, oh, where's the box? Just so like I can have instructions <laughs> and stuff, and like, did right, it come right. with like, like a charger um, a, or a chip, a, maybe or like, memory card. Yeah. Nope. Just the camera? Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, her dad gives her that. He probably got off of, like, somebody he arrested. He probably, like, went to, like, the bin at the police station and, like, just Evidence like, pulled it out. Fished it. Um, but he gives her that. And then he makes a joke. He says, which, I mean, and I'm using the term joke maybe as loose as it can possibly be used. He says, how do you get so old so fast? And she quickly retorts, I didn't. And then he says, oh, I think I see a little gray hair there. And she goes, no. And it's like, ugh, just, it's- like, be more just, than what you are. Like be more that like it's like everything everything about Bella. Like I I wrote one of the notes where I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this character smile. Like never. No. Everything she's, is just a painful moment it's, for it's her. always a furrowed brow, include and including like the just the overall performance. I mean I think from being <laughs> in the hands of our, our actress at the at the helm of it, but uh it's all efforted in a way that you would think like with a script like this, I'd imagine there would be a little bit more ease but 
No, what it's all just hard like fought. Um, I just mean with the script where the like the stakes are just so low because oh. writing's so low that I just would think like <laughs> you'd be able to be a little bit easier with yourself. Um, mm-hmm. but she's really she's giving it. I'm assuming what she thinks is her all. So cool. <laughs> um, so that happens, and then one of the things so I hateful. noticed. You're um, so hateful towards Kristen Stewart. She was a child. How dare you? <laughs> was she? She was like 19, wasn't she? All right. Well, she was young. I mean. From your, say. In comparison to you, I could get how you would put that in the <laughs> child category, but it's just a young adult, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I will say that um, just overall, the quality of the film is just, it's better, um, yeah. obviously. One of the things that I read was that, um, was that the overall color story of this film was um, oranges and reds because th- that was yeah, like a reflection of... Can I finish without you letting everybody know that you... <laughs> we get it, Jane. Wow, you're coming in hot oh, today. God, you're just like... Me too, I did too. It's like, this is my floor right now, ma'am. So, um, yeah, a lot of oranges and reds. In the first movie, obviously, one of the things I hated the most about the first movie was the color story. So yeah, I actually I did... Them. I did appreciate like the, warm, the warmth. And also, I will say that... That, like Kristen Stewart is actually very lovely in this film, um, which I didn't really get from her so much in the first one because it was we they were really like drawing home. It was it was a lot of grays and mm-hmm. maybe like blues, I guess, like but really sad blues. Um, this movie was a lot like she just she, they she she because of her relationship I think with um, Jacob, but also earlier in the movie before that relationship sort of begins to blossom. Um, still, even when she's like standing next to like Robert Pattinson because it's like the thing is that they make like the Cullen family they are so pale that it's like (laughs) like nobody's buying like you look undead so it's like nobody's at school like oh hey have you seen the new girl which one the blue one over there it's like like in my description like he's Edward is the color of spackle he like is he, he he looks like a dead person uh, and I don't much. know as a person who's not attracted to dead people I find that to be a little off putting but like, I thought you were gonna tr- say as a person who's not dead <laughs> and I was going to say weird flex, but go on. <laughs> Look, I dig it where I can get especially it. Especially in this, especially in this climate. <laughs> but I do think that like the confusing part for me is that like we are so the the Collins, the family, and Edward are supposed to be like model esque, and I find them to look insane and dead looking you know what I mean just like with their weird the super weird like contacts that make everybody look like again part of the undead and then that skin I I'm having like people the people who play the characters like the actors are all very attractive people but what's done to them makes them look I mean it's also the styling which I get this movie was made like 12 years ago but still Mm -hmm. like even even for 12 years ago it's quite uninspired so it's like Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be like these sort of like pillars of fashion at the very least I feel like in this community Mm -hmm. and like they are not like that like awful haircut that they have on Alice it's just like it's such a mess and I I do know that like in early 2009s that was a haircut that like you know we would see you know it's giving me very you know Zoe Duncan Jack and Jane like you know Alice CW it's very much that um, starring Selma Blair 
God, uh-huh. is there a lifeline out there? Uh-huh. Does anybody <laughs> hear me? Um, I'm Googling it right now because I'm, like, trying to get, like, a physical, like, aesthetic from this. Like, but You're Googling I, what? And, okay. I'm Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane. Okay, so You remember that, that show? Yes. It came out and it was painfully cool. Do you remember it was yeah. supposed to be? And I, I watched that show. Granted, I was young. I was a wee tot. But I remember that show being on and thinking like, oh my God, like that's so cool. Everybody's in all black. You know, they've got a surplus remember... of turtlenecks at their disposal. <laughs> I remember the show existing, but I don't think I watched it. But now that I like, I'm looking at the cast photos right now, like I do understand that that is sort of I, the aesthetic. But this I is also, like... I also remember, just on a side note, I remember being a child and I remember like watching like Entertainment Tonight in the summer. It was like the summer before Charm premiered, mm-hmm. and I remember like watching like they were doing like the sneak peek at like the shows coming. And I remember like my mind being blown. I was like, <laughs> this show is about to change the fucking game. Like, you got, were you, you got Milano? <laughs> I mean, I did watch it. I watched it up until McGowan came into the mix, and then I was like, no. Wasn't she was McGowan wasn't part of the original cast of Charmed? No, it was Piper. Um, from Picket Fences. That's why I know her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Shannon it Doherty. was Milano and Doherty. And it was a big deal yeah. because Aaron Spelling and her and Sharon Doherty had had some sort of falling out, but they'd apparently mm-hmm. temporarily mended that bridge. It's just <laughs> It seems like it must have just been like a Band-Aid on the leak on a canoe or something because <laughs> a couple seasons later, Mama was out. But um, I always and I always was just so frustrated with Shannon Doherty because I was like, why are you messing up your bag, girl? Ain't nobody it's seen super, you in a decade. Like, just I nod your even... head. <laughs> And read the lines and sign on the line. Because you're, you're bringing a lot of you're bringing a lot of A-lister energy to the set. <laughs> when it's like that, we I know that Nairo money was like starting to run out. Starting to run out. Dicey. This is like <laughs> the death knell of your career, man. Get in line. Who's the boss? Because Milano knows it's not her. She's falling in line. You do the same. Everybody knows. Because what she have after this? She had fear cooking. That was like a couple years earlier, though. What so is I'm sure fear? Fear cooking. She had the movie oh, fear. Fear. It had been cooking. <laughs> she was the best friend. But I'm sure Milano I've... wasn't like, you know, hold on, let me, you know, no. She was showing up to set. She was showing up to set and doing what checks. she needs to do. By the way, fear is an incredible movie. And fear I is always, a doozy, man. I love that movie. I wish you hadn't seen it because I wish we could do it on this podcast. That's such a good movie. Do you so remember good. the? I come say, do you remember it's the most famous part of the whole movie when he like knocks on the door and she's looking through the door and he's like (laughs) first of all I thought you were gonna when you said the most famous part of the movie I thought you were gonna talk about her getting fingered on the roller coaster which is actually the most famous part of the movie I mean I guess for a certain subset of society it is (laughs) Um, but yeah so anyway I'm gonna jump back into um, New Moon Um, so yeah great lovely quality um, we see Bella Bella also earlier she wakes up from her slumber her mm. old age slumber and she's got a copy of Romeo and Juliet next to her clearly unread and <laughs> then like she gets to school and her friends are like hey get that book report written and I just thought if you were still reading that book last night when you fell asleep then something tells me the book report doesn't <laughs> exist <laughs> that's such a good point I didn't think about that I, but I did note that I was very annoyed that they called it R&J essay like I hate how they like do this whole thing in this movie where they try to like create this false sense of familiarity between everybody and like I feel like just like 
dumb well, things like that. Well, it's their attempt at like mining, like what like young people talk like, like, y- like, uh, like they're trying to find like some sort of like youthful vernacular, but you know it's in the hands of like a group of middle aged people, which is the same <laughs> issue I think yes. with the costuming. That's what got me off course earlier on that <laughs> CW train. Um, <laughs> was the costuming, which is like you know it's not young people who are actually putting these looks together, so it's just like the Absolutely. idea of what you think young people wear. So I think I that- mean and that's the thing too with like particularly Edward's wardrobe when he like he's dressing like he wears like suit jackets and shit and it's like if this is supposed to he's like trying to be a 17 year old like no 17 year old kid is gonna wear a suit jacket to school even if you are really fashionable that's not how you lean you know what I mean uh, I'll agree and disagree on that Oh, because okay. I do feel like I feel like when I was in high school I was I wasn't wearing like Club Monaco style stuff but I was wearing like stuff that was fine I mean I was a theater kid but I was wearing like I mean let, I had one blazer let's be real and it was a corduroy <laughs> blazer but I do remember like that was but it was very like I know grandpa what you, mean. you know what I'm talking about like it was very that yes, but, and underneath it was like a thermal and a polo over the thermal and then like, I used the to wear blazer. like a blazer like with a hoodie and it was like sort of yeah like, that was very yeah. that was very the jam but, it but that's not like, what he's doing really no he's doing like more of like a GQ moment like whatever this is not that yeah no it isn't and I mean that's just the overall story of these costumes I think a part of it too is they're so pale but then also obviously like their eyes reflect what what they're consuming what they're eating so you get like Mm -hmm. that like you get that deep brown color because they're eating like animals the the Mm -hmm. Cullens at least and then that's why when we see some of the other um, vampires that are living that real real life they have those (laughs) red eyes because they're like if it ain't human (laughs) it ain't me you know (laughs) get that get that loose get that loose dog out of here you know I want that owner So do you know, I don't know if you remember this, because I think they covered this in the first movie, but do you know what the Cullens call themselves because they don't eat humans, they only eat animals? No, what do they call themselves? They call themselves vegetarians as like an in-joke, which is so stupid. It's just incorrect. Um, it's incorrect because you're still eating meat. Yeah, I was like searching for the joke. when you. I know. That. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I know, it's um, so fucking dumb. Um, also, the high school, obviously, because they, they ended up switching locations, they went over to Vancouver for the second movie, so the high school is green-screened behind them, like the yeah, steps. Yeah, you and, can really tell. Yeah. There's a couple <laughs> of scenes where it's so obvious. I mean, also, we're talking about, like, you know, obviously, like, the CGI'd, like, wolves and stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, there's moments, there's, like, a moment when, like, Bella and Jacob are walking out of the barn, and it is, like, they're walking full-on into, like, 90s, like, clip art. And it's just, like, is this, this an is outtake? Like- from the Aha Take On Me video. Uh, this is full MS Paint right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was lit back in the day. Um, and then also Dave pointed this out, and I guess I hadn't really, like, allowed myself to think about it, but, like, there's the moment when, like, Edward walks up to Bella, and they're kind of, like, cooing at each other like they always do, which is Ugh. actually really accurate for high school, because, yeah. like, everybody's relationship was, like, the deepest relationship that ever existed. I mean, I was in the corner just scowling, but people <laughs> that were in love, you know, it was always like a lot of like, hey, babe, what are you thinking, like, baby, you want to come over and make what's wrong? Oh. What are you acting like? 
that. I was like, shut, shut up, both of you. So I was just gonna say, I'm like, I'm like dumbfounded by people who like dated in high school, like in any real way. Like, I all, like, all of my friends did, and I was always like, yeah, no, my friends. I was did always too, like, but... enough is enough. It's always some stupid drama that was non-existent. Like it was always like fights about the dumbest stuff, and it was just like, oh god, are we gonna go get slushies or not? Like, <laughs> like I'm done here about this shit. I'm done with this. I don't want to hear about your young love anymore. I know. I just had. I I did the normal thing where I had huge crushes on people who I never let them know that I had crushes on and lived my life and drank my slushies. Yeah, no, I feel you. That was like that was like me probably. I don't have really had crushes on anybody. I don't know. I don't really remember. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. I'm like, sure oh. you did. I mean, they were just like they were. So I never had like pain. Too. I never had like painful crushes like those people that you're just like, oh, I wanna, I really wanna be with you. I don't know. I don't think I ever did. I think I thought like I was like, oh, this person's really cute or whatever. But I probably was just suppressing everything anyway, just trying to. I had very like intense crushes on people that were very short, like very short lived. Like I would have a crush on someone for like that was so intense and it would last for like two days and then I'd be like ew actually that person's kind of gross I I also think it's weird that when they're like they have their cooey exchange and then Dave pointed out the fact that like it's weird that it's like it's like a hundred years old it's so gross that he's with this like 18 year old it is it, like, so disgusting it is it's so weird I'll never stop talking no. about this like, and she says it she says at one point she was yeah. like she's like oh this is so creepy but it's like of she's like maybe she's I like, shouldn't maybe I shouldn't be dating such an old man and she like thinks she's also it's funny like into it. also it's funny when he comes up to her and she's like I'm older than you now and he's like I'm 109 and then she's like it's like she forgot that it's like how do you ever forget that i don't think she forget forgets it i think she thinks of him as a 17 year old kid which i think is like crazy because like i and that's the thing is like uh, this whole thing this whole relationship has no legs for me like i don't understand what uh, what it's standing on because like if you were a person who's been alive for a hundred and nine years like think of all the things you've seen think of all the things you've experienced think of all the relationships you've had whether they be romantic or not like how could you emotionally connect to a child i just don't get it and that's yeah. why it just doesn't add up for me and i can't get past that yeah it doesn't it really doesn't make a lot of sense it's also funny too because even though he said he was um even though he says that like he's 109 it's funny because i always think he's older but then it's like you do that math that means that what he's like he was born in 1900 i don't know i expect him to be older than that almost um I can't remember what year he was born, but he, I think he was. I mean, if it's present there. day and this movie came out in 2009, then right? He'd be around. Yeah. Th- He'd be around 1900. I think, yeah, I think he was born in the early. Unless, 1900s. you know, Stephanie Myers comes out and is like, hits us with a, you know, Sixth Sense style twist, and she's like, the first movie was set in 1984, you idiots. Duh. <laughs> well. She shares like all the little, like, nest eggs with us and stuff. Um, I mean, and see, like, the Berlin we've been Wall waiting the photos for. Over a decade for that confirmation. So There's a photo of like Gorbachev like entering the school, <laughs> and she's like, "Get with it." Um, so 
<laughs> so all of that. And then you brought it up earlier, the lamest birthday party ever. I'm so tired of movies using the term party as loosely as they've been using it. This isn't a party. It's just like the party in True Lies, which is like two balloons, a cake, and your wife and daughter. Like It's not, that's not a party. party. It's a lovely it's a lovely birthday dinner. Yeah. It's a but great like, gathering with your loved ones. Also but do like, you know what a party is? Yeah, also like Edward's whole family, they're all just so like ugh. They're just ugh, they're so bland. They're just benign, like all of them, and they just stand there in their beiges and like judge everything. And it's like, get out of here. Like everybody's well, permanently scowling. And it's just like I, I love the fact that she's still trying to like ingratiate for herself Alice, to them. Yeah, who Alice is so excited. The thing that I don't understand, at like all of these people in all these movies are so like obsessed and we talked about this in the last one too, so obsessed with Bella and so obsessed with like she doesn't want to celebrate her birthday why are you so obsessed with like making sure she does you know there's also yeah there's also these that moment when Alice comes in and Alice like almost like throws her she throws her arms around Bella and I think have we earned this relationship (laughs) um because she's like so excited to see Bella but then we've got like Nikki Reed in the corner who's just like she always wants you to know she can't stand that bitch like yeah and I love I thank god there's an someone who can't fucking stand Bella because she's always just like uh like that whole thing even that that moment when like everybody's like let's vote on like towards the end of the movie and like let's vote on if we're going to turn Bella into a vampire and she's like let me go ahead and hit you with some truth really quick because <laughs> everybody here is so drunk on this shitty ass sugarless Bella Kool-Aid I know. nobody's hitting you with the reality this isn't a life for everybody especially <laughs> not weak little you know imps like you so like, I'm gonna I give you the like... negative I don't want to be with you for eternity sis that's the headline <laughs> I like I, I and that is the most realistic thing to me in this movie is like Rosalie's character who like doesn't really care for Bella and I feel like I don't remember but I feel like they go into it more um, in the other I, I feel like it's gonna happen because it's I can feel this actress she's working so hard to perform dissatisfaction <laughs> that it's like I know it was clearly like directorial choice in both films so it's like I can feel her like making like I don't want you to think I'm neutral <laughs> I know that I haven't and picked a side I'm firmly on the anti-Bella side and so me too I, stand, I, would be, you know? I would be at that party eating my artichoke obsessed dip obsessed with Kristen Stewart you'd be obsessed there. with Bella in this universe <laughs> as well that is you'd not true she's so boring and obsessed with Ugh, fucking no, Edward there's nothing You'd be trying to, oh, you'd be trying to get her alone for like a picnic where you read like Emily Dickinson poetry to her or some shit. You make me sound like such a predator. I'm not Edward, man. She's also like 19 in this. Oh, I wasn't going for the predator. I was just going for like angsty girl vibing with angsty girl. Oh, okay. Like you and like probably wearing one of those like really long like Jennifer Love Hewitt bare naked music (laughs) videos like scarves that's like less than three inches in centimeter. So skinny. And like uh like uh one of those like fatigue jackets and like a messy (laughs) like a messy top 
top bun mm-hmm. and just like thick glasses on and like <laughs> just like hey bells i want to share some of these like gaelic limericks with you and it's just like why Wait, why do i know gaelic in this scenario why not it's always something okay. like you know counterculture it's like oh i found this book at the back of like a you know a used bookstore that specializes in like you know suffragette literature and and How it was going to be thrown out. <laughs> How dare you expose me in my culture? <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm giving you very much. So mm-hmm. that's the vibe that I see for you. Um, the party's awful. Um, they give her the hugs. There's a moment with uh, with the paper cut, which I don't understand how she got, but I don't And it was like an aggressive paper cut where like it was drops a big of blood were falling from her finger, and I was like, hmm, I don't think I've ever gotten a paper cut that was that it's, aggressive. It's because it's it's gushing out of her finger, <laughs> like enough that it's like dropping on the ground. Also, it's like I don't know. I just feel like when I, when my finger starts bleeding, the first thing I do is put it in my mouth. So it was mm-hmm. really weird that she was still present she presented it to the group she's, she's like almost held it them. out to the group yeah she dared, it was so- <laughs> she, she dared them she dared them to reach for her and make edward like prove to them Defense. that he's the cock of the block yeah she was like let me show you all you see this jesse you see this jasper i fucking dare you to come over here my man will destroy you in your ramen noodle curls it's gonna be me how about that bitch um, she was really like testing everybody, um, and he did exactly what she wanted him to do. Except he threw her ass into the wall. And I know we almost Edward's lost her. So we almost lost her. The violence with which he with which he threw her against the wall, and it wasn't ever addressed. There was never no. a moment where Edward was like, "Maybe that was a little too much force early, BT Dubs." <laughs> when I pushed you into the wall, and you 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 were thrust into a series of um, vase that lined like a credenza. Like you, like she slammed <laughs> into a vase. No, like, like a, and how can he claim he was trying to help tall. her when he like, that was like physical, physical abuse. It, and, and I if, get it's like, it's sexy because he doesn't know his own strength. And I know some people are into that. Oh, so. is that? <laughs> but I couldn't help but feel a little bit alarmed for her and also when like his dad like takes her takes her to the office to like sew her up um i just was thinking like should we we should check like her back also because i feel like she's probably she break a rib gushing blood yeah (laughs) and he probably was like you're gonna have to walk off everything else i got that finger though um because when he walks over to her she's got blood gushing out of her arm so it's like a full-on assault is taking place um so i guess she's like cut the fuck up and he's like let me get you to the office um (laughs) and then she's like oh do you have any like numbing before you start the stitches and he's like nope um, just hands her like uh, like a rag to nod. Um, it's just yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that all happens, <laughs> and also in the office when he's sewing her up, Bella's like 
awkwardly. I know she has her arm distended because he's sewing up her forearm, but she's like also like gripping onto like Carlisle's like waist as he's doing it. And I don't know if that's Oh, like, I didn't notice because that. it's like she's performing the pain that she's in. But it's a weird moment. It looks kind of like her hand is like on his waist. And I was just like, I didn't know if we, that was setting us up for a B storyline. So I was hoping <laughs> what, for like, that. Trying to like get the whole family is actually attracted to her. Yeah, well you're throwing around the term family really loosely. All these people from <laughs> each other. Let's be I know. Honest. I hate it how they like try to pretend they have like. I don't understand why they do. Why they? Why they? I get why they do it for the world when they're like at school and stuff to protect identities. I get that, but I don't get why when they're at home they're still like brother boyfriend. It's like stop. Pick one or the other. (laughs) One or the other. And then at the end, Carlisle's like he says something like I I don't remember what it's in reference to, but he's like I'd like to see my son again. And it's like that isn't your son. That is he talking about Edward? Yeah. The grown-ass man who's like two years younger than him? <laughs> yeah. No, sir. No, sir. He is like... not your child. Y'all are both in your hundreds, so everybody calm down. Everybody chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do so... you have to make this weird family unit? Because it's yeah. so confusing. We don't need it. I get it for the world, but once you're at home, I'd say, I like, you shouldn't be calling her mommy if you're, like, going down on her, like, once the sun goes down. Talk about a new moon. Um, so also we get Bella's house is like a completely new house and it's clearly an upgrade. Although I read notes that they were like, it it. looks like a completely new house to me. Really? I didn't, I don't, but then I read all these notes about how they were like, no, they like recreated like the, they recreated the facade of the house from like the original house. And it was a whole thing because when they went back to Portland, look at the other house, it had been the people who owned the house, I guess had painted it. And so that caused problems because they were trying to get like reference images. I'm sure those people, once they realized they had the Twilight House, were like, let's just shut up a little bit. <laughs> Kids are coming from all over to see it. Let's do something. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what you and I should do once things calm down? We should take... Find some new friends. Okay, well... Each other. Wait, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was saying we should fly in to, like, the Pacific... Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Northwest. And we should take a Twilight, Twilight tour. Murder. And then we should, like, we should film it. Get rid of our fingerprints. For our followers and and our listeners. And be like, this is us. Evidence. In. That leads the police. The Twilight Universe. People that pissed us off. In frame. Yeah, so same page. Exactly. I agree. And I'm willing to do it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's great. (laughs) Let's see the DA solve this case. Am I right? I love it when we when we both settle on murder. Um, oh, so okay. Also, Bella Bella like weirdly prints off a photo of her and Edward for no reason, just to okay. fight, I guess and show us like her new printer that she got. <laughs> also, she didn't get a printer. I was thinking like that, that picture like, printed off. First of all, way faster than they normally do. And I don't know. I've never used a picture printer, but also like. That has to be a separate gift because that's expensive. I know that 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 photo paper is expensive. She just had that lying around. I guess so. Yeah, because she printed it off and then just like f- and then folded over the image, so she just had like an image of only. Him I'm so bored like, with her like wasting. insecurity. Like nobody look at me. Nobody pay attention to me. Oh, this is a photo of me and my boyfriend, but I have to fold myself. Also, she's out not of it insecure because I, like, I feel like every man in in all these movies, every man has to have her. 
Yeah, but she's like so unaware of it. It's like it's it bothers me because it like sends this she, message she where is, it's like but she the most the attractive time. women are like not you know aren't aware of their own like beauty and like that's such an attractive quality to men because it makes them more powerful and like it, like women are easier to manipulate when they don't know how beautiful and powerful they are. Although Bella like, is like maybe the most manipulative person. This whole movie, like all she does is manipulate people. <laughs> I like, just that like, weird, like, like her weird, like. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, Jane. No, 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 no. It's okay. I, I don't. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that she's not. No, I get what you're saying. I was just, I just pointing mean, that out. Like, no, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, that trope where it's like, I, I think there was like a One Direction song a couple years ago. I don't around love me some One D and I love Harry Styles, but I think it was like it's a song about like how you don't know you're beautiful, which is like annoys me because it's like the, the celebration of like, you know, this idea that there are, you know, women who like are insecure and don't know how like, you know, what they look like to other people and uh, just I'm so bored of like celebrating women's insecurity well I mean if we're once again if we're talking about like an odd beauty that's like an acquired <laughs> taste then like I'll give you that but like well Chris I don't want to hear I don't want to but yeah I don't want to see somebody walking up to like oh that's actually a part of the other guys I was gonna say I don't want to see somebody like walking up to like Eva Mendez and being like you don't know you're gorgeous and her being like, no no one's ever ever told me before um, aren't you married to uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling oh like, it's so uh, embarrassing he just he just married me because like, you know uh, I can't figure out why like that's the thing too is like with Bella it's like she's always like I don't understand why you're with me what do I bring the, to the table and it's like ugh like be proud of who like just like be proud of what you bring which honestly isn't personality both, yeah it's also like you're just as skinny as he is you both know. have that beautiful pale skin it's almost <laughs> translucent <laughs> that um, spackle colored skin and yeah I you two remember for each other girl <laughs> uh, so so very that and then um, there's the moment where I, I said Peter Facinelli must have loved this part of the script when um, Edward goes to Bella to tell her that he's that they're leaving and he's like we have to leave like Carl Carlisle looks 10 years younger than he should look <laughs> and I was like, oh. and Peter Facinelli read that he probably got a boner <laughs> he's like oh so I look too young right it's like exactly <laughs> um, so that and then also there was a really sexy exchange between um well heartbreaking but you mm-hmm. know aching it would be yeah. it, the exchange between Edgar and Bella when he says she's excuse like he's like well, I'm packed excuse me did you just call him Edgar did I say Edgar here's the I thing you have you to know did. here's the thing you have to know in my mind and in my notes I'm constantly trying to remember that his name is Edward and I every time I say his name I like give myself a pat on the back for saying it right because I keep thinking it's Edgar but I oh, know it's you Edward do? But I, this is the first time I've I've heard you refer to him as Edgar and I did not know that but I keep thinking that that's struggle. his name but I didn't know that was a struggle but I know you. it's Edward though I can't describe it but I keep in my mind I keep thinking Edgar but I know it's Edward yeah but, but I, I'll never forget no it's okay I remember the first time. The first but I've been doing good kept... with Kristen. Yeah. Bella. Well, Bella. 
Yeah, but, I I've mean, been getting for, it. For those who haven't listened to the first episode, by the way, pause and like go back and listen to the Twilight episode, then come back here. But Brandon consistently referred to Bella as Becca. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I do that. And I don't mean to disrespect everybody's, you know, emo <laughs> queen. But yeah. There's I a think moment that's where, the last thing you're going to get in trouble for. Don't worry about it. Um, well, Edward and Bella are, there's an exchange when he's like, we're going to, you know, we're, the Cullens are leaving Forks. And she's like, oh, okay, let me go see if I can find my duffel. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to come. And she says, you don't w- want me? And I'm squinting like she is, too. You guys just can't feel it. But hopefully you can feel the the squint that is usually reckless abandon. You well, don't want me? And then he says, no. And then she says, that changes a lot. And it's like, well, Duh. Um, I thought it was funny because this happens and Edward leaves and then Bella mm-hmm. like goes limp like a rag doll in the middle of the woods, um, which is not a normal reaction, no matter how much you love somebody. To no, literally pass out into a limp rag doll puddle right as a person it's tells like you. Can you imagine? Unhealthy. No. Someone said manipulative. Unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, that's um, crazy. And then you have the whole town. Like, like that's the thing is you were passed out for so long. <laughs> That the whole... Also, the fact that Ed, like Edward didn't, like... He's supposed to be, like, in tune with you. And it's like, he didn't pick up on the fact that you had... Uh, essentially had, like... I don't know. You you had like, some sort of, like... Yeah, you should have disappeared from his, like, vampire... Like, vampire dar. Like, the radar that's supposed to keep <laughs> track of your human is a vampire. There was I, no point where he was, like... universe? Bella's pulse is coming through a little bit shaky on my heart meter that I have because our hearts are connected. Um, I don't think that's the thing in this universe. They didn't say it wasn't. I never heard anybody say vampire dart doesn't exist. So, you know, it could. Um, I, I, I do think that you don't have to say things don't exist in a universe to not have them exist. Oh, my God. Spoken like a right winger. So, anyway... Um, so Bella's disappeared, um, and then everybody's looking for her. Her dad is sort of doing the typical, you know, map out on the patrol car. They're trying to figure out where to send people. Um, and then, it's funny, though, that they don't just think she, like, disappeared, because Bella disappears all the time with Edward, so it's funny that, like, they assume that this time is different. But Bella disappears, and then also the the gentleman finds her and brings her in. He's shirtless, and he's wearing that's, jorts. Yeah, that's, and he, that's uh, the the uniform of Sam Uli and his disciples. Sam Uli, yeah. So mm-hmm. he shows up, he's carrying her, he hands her over, and then he disappears. And I just couldn't help but think, like, nobody in that crowd was like, this, like, greased up, like, muscular <laughs> shirtless dude just brought, like, a limp female that's been missing for hours from the depths of the woods and nobody was like hey my man before you take off can we, <laughs> we get got some, a couple of questions we gotta get some fingies we're gonna just do a quick DNA swab 
<laughs> just to make sure. Um, sure. Well, I think the, I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from, but I think the assumption is that he was part of the search team looking for her as well. And also, they know who he is because everybody in the small town knows who they are. Yeah, I know who he is too. I have to be sure. <laughs> but we didn't touch on that. Okay, he went unquestioned. Um, but yeah, you're right. Bella's going through it. One of the most artful scenes in the movie, I will say that, is mm. this sequence, her her depression, her, her um, depression ballet, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. where she's sitting in the chair looking out of the bay windows and mm-hmm. the seasons are passing and it's like this circle cam is like, it's just a crane shot. They're trying to make it look like a one-off where, you know, mm-hmm. the one long, you know, shot um, of the camera sort of craning around her. It's, it's a really like artful scene. There were several scenes in the movie that actually were like quite artistic and beautiful and mm-hmm. this was one of them to me. They're going through mm-hmm. the seasons and the months to show us and I'm and it's you know Bella's like she's really depressed Edward's gone it would help if we had a character that was a little bit more vivacious and full of life up to this point because it literally just looks like they told Kristen Stewart to just sit in a chair and then the director was like just do you for five minutes (laughs) and she was like or do Bella as you've been doing Bella this whole time as we've experienced Bella which is yeah just keep doing what you're doing unenthusiastic like limp noodle but I do, I do agree with you. I do think that is like one of like the prettier and like really well done shots of the movie, and they mm-hmm. have that that gorgeous. Um, I don't know how to say her name. Is it Licky Lee or Likey Lee? Um, that song that um, is playing in the background. I never know how to say her name, but I know Licky Lee is that that sex move that you're really good at, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's choking. <laughs> She normally you'll, doesn't. Not when she's doing the licky lay, but you'll have to be more specific. I'm really good at all of them. <laughs> oh, let them know, girl. Those marriage those marriage vows didn't mean anything. Um, so that whole scene happens, and then her dad like tells her, like, you're going back to Florida, which I couldn't think of a bigger or more effective threat. Um, for me, to get me my to mom often snap used out that. of it. Yeah, my mom would often be like, I got the I got the tickets for Tallahassee, baby boy. One more stunt. And I'm dropping you off in Boyne Beach and you can find your way back home. And she's like, no. I mean, that would be a terrible thing right now. You know, Florida is not the place you want to be in 2021, let me tell you. No, I sold my condo. <laughs> so, um, that happened. And then... Um, you know, Bella's like Bella starts. She's like, "No, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to shop for shoes with one of my friends after school. It's already been planned." Um, wait, 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 we have to talk about her night terrors. <laughs> oh, that's right, <laughs> Bella. Which are so like, it's so strange because it's just like, why? Every single time I see this movie, and every single time they show her screaming in her sleep, it literally is like an absolute through line to my funny book. I literally can't stop laughing it is well what's so happening what are absurd. these absurd she's having dreams i don't know like about I, I what about like not being with edward i'm assuming i like don't know because they don't give us any details but like 
I've never known an adult person to be depressed and scream in their sleep or whatever, but maybe Well, those are different happen. things. Those are different things. Being depressed and, like, screaming and biting the pillow and, like, <laughs> punching the mattress. I didn't know if she was having some sort of, like, PTSD about, like... I thought maybe it was connected to the Cam Giganet from the first movie when he, like, spirits her away by using, like, the recorder oh. of, like, her mom, like, from that videotape. Yeah. And she ends up at, like, some weird warehouse and then he, like, bites her. I didn't know if it was connected to that. But also, it's like, you could just put some lines in and help us figure it out. Yeah, um, like... There was, so. It was so unclear. And, like, I, it does remind me. So, like, the reason why it will recently made me laugh so much is because... So, Tara has recently been having these dreams where she's, like, trying to scream in her sleep. But she can't scream. Why are you scream. laughing? <laughs> because it's so absurd. I, I don't know. Like, she the way she approaches them is that they're not, like, nightmares. But, like, it sounds like they are nightmares. But anyways, she, like... When we were in Mexico, I, like, woke up one night to her, like, warbling in her sleep because it was, like, she was clearly trying to scream in her dream, but it was, like... (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that is, like... (laughs) What my idea of someone trying to scream in their sleep is. And, like, I feel like hers is, like, not, like, how that normally is. <laughs> did you want but me to do that? cartoon character. I actually did. Could you give it to us one more time? Yeah, I'll give it to him. <laughs> so an end. I, I remember, it. I, like, woke up being like, what's going on with you? What are you doing? She's like, oh, I couldn't scream in my dream. And then, like, rolled over and went back Thank you, Tara, for sharing your trauma with us. Providing us a little fodder for our podcast listeners. I'm just saying, like, one is like a realistic night terror, like my wife is having, which is warbling. The other one is just screaming in your bed. Like, I... Yeah. Also, the thing about screaming like that is you'd wake yourself up. Of course. I do, but I will say this. I don't know why I just thought about this. My mom is a person who sometimes screams in her sleep. And I, You're letting like, me have this whole conversation. You just remembering this. Well, thing? I just thought about it because when I was a kid, sometimes I would wake up because my mom would be like screaming. And I remember one time my mom. Oh, she so was like scary. She was like, ah! and I like woke up and I remember like the next day I was like, what happened? And she told me that like she was being like attacked by like Batman and Catwoman in her dream. <laughs> And she was like, I don't That's know what terrible. happened, Brandon. She's like, Batman and Catwoman were getting me. And I, I just like, and I was like, oh my God, like that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so my mom is like, or she'll, or sometimes like, no, no, no. And then she, and then it's over. And then she's like, <laughs> off, and she's like, oh, I'm okay. And I'm just like, what's going on? Can that please be something that's recessive? Like, I don't want it. Um, well, <laughs> if Dave ever hears you, he'll let us know. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure he just, you know, <laughs> keep it, keep be deep in the slumber. Him and like maybe the cat, maybe one of the cats would help me, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but so, Anyways. so that was really great. I actually wrote down about her night terrors that they were giving me girl interrupted teas. Um, and so, oh I was, yeah, yeah, like a little bit of the Angie Jolie. <laughs> so, and then her, yeah, and then so all of that happens, 
and then um, Bella finally, you know, decides to use Jacob for a little while. Um, she's like, I'm bored, and Edward's not coming back. Well, I have this note about how Bella is like such a shitty friend because yeah, she's absolutely. like. She's like so depressed for weeks, and then they have a shot of her just sitting alone at the lunch table. Like she clearly like isn't sitting with her friends because she's like too sad or whatever. Which I'm like, okay, have your moment or whatever. But then like she only reaches out to like Jessica when she like is trying to get her dad off her back, as opposed yeah. to like being like, oh, I could use a friend right now, and it, you know Jessica would be like a, a good person to talk to it's like she just like ignores Jessica as like a rambling like person who she doesn't connect to which I'm like then why are you hanging out with her like, well that's the thing I noticed actually the second time I watched this movie she like there's a moment where she approaches the lunch table where all of her friends are sitting and they sort of like you can see they become sort of like aware of her presence and yeah. it's kind of tense for a second and it's she sits down and I thought to myself like what is your what is your POV of these people like mm-hmm. do you think these people are your actual friends are they just like a means to an end for you because it's like she yeah. gives them nothing she and, gives them nothing and they love her and I don't get why yeah I don't get why either but it, yeah I had the same thing also apparently that Anna Kendrick like that whole spiel when they're walking in the movie theater was just improv it was so, so was funny like, of course it was, it was. Of course I was, was like Anna Kendrick is so delightful I was like Jessica is the most relatable and likable character in this movie although the way Jessica just like <laughs> Like dismisses Bella's depression. I know. She's like, yeah, I mean, she's like, yeah. I know you went through depression. I've been worried about you and everything, but I got shit going on with myself too. So deal with it, girl. Like I've been dealing with it. It's like, oh, okay. So don't say your word about my depression because you just disregarded that completely with everything that came after. Not a lot of like which is, mental health training. On which her, is typical you know? for the word "but" being used. It's like, I know. I'm so sorry about when I called you a bitch in the middle of your wedding and your groom started crying and then I confessed that I'd slept with him in high school but (laughs) these bridesmaid dresses you made me wear (laughs) when you know I don't look at a bitch well that's the thing it's like I I always have said like it's not an apology if it it contains the word but or however because it's like you're not apologizing because you don't mean it because the only part I'm going to hear is like you excusing yourself afterwards and I'm not having it yeah, a little. That was a little taste for everybody, and to you know. The if anybody owes between... me an apology, let me know. <laughs> exactly. That was a little taste <laughs> into you know the dynamic of Jane and my friendship. <laughs> my apologies are never good enough for her. <laughs> They're very insincere, and there's a lot of eye rolling and a lot of disinterest. <laughs> I feel like you're saying that because my apologies are always voice memos that I just sent her. <laughs> Because I don't want to talk. I don't want to be a back and forth. Um, but yeah, so that whole thing is like her like pretending. I don't know. It feels like her pretending to be friends with these people. And then she shows up at Jacob's house and she like needs help with this bike. It's all. She's such a user. She's, she's such, such a, a user. user. She's the she, worst. Like, she shows up and like, and like, you know, Jacob's got his long wig still on. So he's still oh, giving us God. that tease. My um, note like, is literally get the haircut, Jacob. Like I can't handle it. It's It's a lot of length. For for a week, they didn't have it was <laughs> so really annoying. long. 
Um, and I did, I did read. I was like reading like um, things about the movie, oh, yeah. and one of the notes in the IMDb trivia was like Taylor Lautner hated the wig, and it's like yeah, me shocker. too, Taylor. <laughs> also, did you hear that? Like, did you read about how apparently like they weren't going to cast him in the movie because they didn't think that he yes. could get like jacked enough to play the part, and then he like you know put on like twenty six pounds of muscle. And yeah, which is crazy. He understood the assignment. He got fucking big. But also, it's funny that they like, just assumed he wouldn't be able to do that. I know. It's a little rude. Like, zero. Well, very rude. But, like, I, it's also, like, this is Hollywood, baby. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it. apparently. I mean, I guess it's good They're that he did figure ruthless. it out. Also, the guy that they were planning on replacing him with was, like, a grown-ass man. Like, I looked him up. And I, I looked like, him up, too! Well, he looks older than Robert Pattinson. He he was born in 1982. He was, like, he, he is older than Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah, he sure. would have been like 27, like trying to play what, like a 16 year old? Yeah. No. And like next to Bella, and Bella's supposed to be older than him, doesn't make sense. Yeah, Taylor and, and it's mentioned over choice. and over in the script. No, Taylor Lautner is the best choice. He played the part yeah. in the original movie. I hate exactly. when people get involved. I hate recasting for like a sequel because y'all got a little mm-hmm. bit more money. Stop it. So he, he, but he did the thing and he put on the weight and he, yeah. he looks great. And I mean, I'm sure they like explained to him, like, you're only going to be wearing a shirt for like two minutes of this movie so don't don't get comfortable with fabric covering the the top half of your body so um did you notice the first thing that jacob says when she rolls up (laughs) in the um truck with the um motorcycles i don't know why but it made me fucking scream laugh he's like where the hell have you been loca it's just like why would he say that loca is a spanish word he's native american like i guess i guess people could say that but like i just felt so contrived tonally well tonally it's just like (laughs) what are you giving yeah (laughs) it's just so weird and then also when they're like working in the workshop or whatever like bella gets up and turns off the radio oh my god her reasoning is she goes sorry I don't like music she goes I don't really like music anymore it's like shut up sit down don't fucking touch my radio again I'm doing you a favor right I wrote Bella is the killer of all things fun and good like she's just like like, a wet blanket she's like I'm sorry but with the with the radio on I can't hear myself breathing out of my mouth (laughs) it's like ma'am you can mope in your room okay and like Jacob is like doing this incredible like this would be so expensive if you didn't have a friend to like redo these motorcycles with you. Yeah, it's a job. And so like let him job. let him choose the music. And also, it was him- lightly playing. I thought she was gonna say, "Oh, that song makes me sad," which was like which would have been like, like "Okay, change the song," like whatever, you know. But, but- which would have been like whatever. I'm sure you could have put on Mambo Number no. Five and she would have an issue with it. <laughs> it's like because- who says like who goes? I don't really like music anymore. Like, but that verse where he brings up Re- that the verse where he brings up Rita, that's really painful for me. <laughs> I knew a girl named Rita, and she was a sleepy person like me. Ugh, <laughs> a little bit of Monica, I don't think so. Right? He really, he really loved Lou. Really loved, like he liked all of the girls, but I think mm. Monica was like the one that got away. I do too, and I've always felt this way, and I felt really strongly about him about that. And I wonder if we sat down with him today if he. Would confirm that with us. How do you feel about Mambo number eight? In is terms that, of his Mambos. Is is that a song he recorded and put out afterwards? Because I'm unfamiliar. Is it? 
Oh, I'm asking you, honey. You brought it up. And baby Bob, this is a boomerang. I'm tossing it right back your way. <laughs> is it a song well, that you've heard? I, you like I've, I haven't heard it. I don't know. Then you're not a bega head. Then you're not a bega head. <laughs> Point blank, period. It was a test. Um, a test? Oh, okay, I just, I didn't understand that you were such a bega head. I didn't know that, like, you followed him. Oh, well, I'm a bega boy. I'm you're a bega boy. boy. With an eye the, on the end. The bega boy is coming. <laughs> well, originally, originally, Beyonce's baby boy was called bega boy. And it was about her tryst with Lou Bega mm. before her and Jay-Z got together. And it was like, bega boy, you stay on my mind and yeah, it was really sexy. So that, and then also, okay, I may have just missed this, but I watched this movie twice. Those two guys, Embry, yeah, and, and the other one. Their names they, are so important. I don't know. Who so they come in while Jacobs while Jacobs working with Bella, <laughs> and then we never see them again, right? They're just in that one scene. No, I think they're part of the wolf pack at some. There are are those boys in the wolf pack. I think they. I think they okay. joined. I think they joined before were, Jacob. But were they one I, of honestly, the? Were they the? You could those put. Four? You could put all of those people in front of a. Whoa. Those people. <laughs> I heard it as soon as he came. Out. Oh my god! Those pretty little white lips of yours were just the erasure. <laughs> what I meant. No, you by said the... what you meant. <laughs> But now it's time for that correction for our listeners. Go ahead and try put some lipstick on this pig, mama. I'll wait. What I meant was the the werewolf pack, meaning those people who are part of the werewolf, werewolf pack. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single one of their names or faces because I did. They were so insignificant in terms of the story that I or the larger story. Maybe. I, uh-huh. I, oh God! I just feel like I'm digging myself further. And further. No, talk more. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have a role that forced me to know, like recognize their faces or names. So they weren't um, a meaningful enough presence in the movie. <laughs> yeah. For you. <laughs> this is horrible. You no. know what I'm saying. You're being... No. Uh, no, I'm just trying to understand your perspective and where you're coming from. Oh, I see. They are. You yeah. know what it was? They their hair was different. They like they everybody got a haircut. That's everybody what it was. Got, everybody got a haircut. That's what it was. But That's they why also Jacob didn't, gets his haircut. But, but I also didn't don't like, know any of their names. I didn't know their names when they first came in. I know it was like Quill and Embry, but I don't That's know. That's what it was. That's yeah. you're right. They were I did not clock the fact that they were and they all have the same tattoo. Got it. So those, yeah, okay, there we go. They're a part of the crew. Okay, so, which means that basically Sam did not have a crew before those, before, like, those three. There like, has to be other people we just didn't know about. Or, oh, or maybe just they just like, weren't part of it. Or we just didn't see up close or something. Because, but like, did, remember did when they do the, like, cliff diving thing? There's, like, a bunch of people on Oh, that cliff, yeah, maybe you're right. But we weren't close enough to see who they were. Also, they all the same haircut and wear the same things. No shirt and cut off jeans. So, like, I don't know who's who. But did you hear, um, did you read that the they all had to have the papers proving that they were of native descent? 
Yeah, which I thought was really cool because it made sure that they like oh, hired native actors for native roles. Which I and think is Taylor really Lautner important. of native descent? That I don't know. I was actually wondering that and like didn't um, <laughs> finish that part of my research. Um, <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so oh, I'm yes. still re- I'm just I'm still reeling after my those people comment, which is just gonna get me in so much trouble. No, it's fine. <laughs> and it was exactly what me and I think a lot of the listeners would have expected from you. So I don't think anybody's shocked. I think everybody's pretty much like that tracks. Um, so also I, fu- I fully hate you. <laughs> so Bella and Bella's dad, they don't know what to do with him as a character in this movie. Um, so they just try and throw him in when they can. Um, there's a moment when he's like talking to her and he says he I don't know why it was just like unnecessary to me when he's like, yeah, and you know me, I'm always a terminal bachelor. And I was just like, what do you want from her? Why are you telling her this? <laughs> Wait, you know I mean? when? Oh. It's like a moment oh, when, when he's think... like giving her like advice to like get out there. Yeah, that she didn't ask for. Yeah, no, yeah. those moments. It's just, I mean, I guess at least he got the call because you know the mom when she found out she saw how successful the first movie was. You know that Ringer was on the loudest setting, and she was just like, I know. Any moment now, I know they're gonna they're gonna need me. You can't you can't. She's talking to her friends like you can't do a movie like this without the mother figure like there's no way and as soon as her I agent called her and was like hey barb so it looks like they've moved forward they picked vancouver as a location um i haven't got a ring for you order. just yet um so um i would move forward with that audition for two guys a girl in a pizza place the reboot <laughs> Um, I think that's a really neat opportunity for you. And uh, I'm going to see if I can get you in for that audition for a ro- the role of Patricia Heaton's high school frenemy on the middle. And we'll just see what happens. We'll see what shakes loose. How about that? Yeah. So you'll be hearing from me really soon, okay? Kathy always comes through. You know that. Uh, but yeah. And the door hasn't been closed yet. The door hasn't been closed yet. Uh, don't Is this a Canadian accent you're doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so that... <laughs> And then also the moment when Bella, they finally get that the hogs up and running and Bella's on the motorcycle and her silly ass falls off and bops her damn head on that rock because she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Because in all the months of preparation for this, building these motorcycles, we didn't work out a time period to teach Bella how to ride a bike. So, he teaches her the second she gets on it. He's like, great, I'm just going to give you the information. Here's the clutch. Here's the brake. Like, go off, girl. And the question... Go that's off and been die. Exactly. And the question that's been heard around the world, why does Taylor Lautner hop on a motorcycle <laughs> to get to Bella, who is literally, like, 20 feet in front of him? And he I hops on his motorcycle... the same note. To, ...to ride his motorcycle up there. It's like, you're just going to have to bring back two motorcycles now from nowhere. <laughs> He's so close, he needs to take, like, six large strides to get to her, and instead... He yeah, he could have thrown a pebble on Fires, him. Fires up the hog so he can do, like, a cool, like, spin stop move. Like, the gas off. that was wasted. It's just like, <laughs> Henry Winkler did more on this set of Happy Days. <laughs> All that stunting he did. <laughs> Trying to flex with Mrs. C. We don't know about that relationship, too. That's mm-hmm. another podcast, but you know he was getting in there. Um, no, Bosley was at work. I, f- I see you. I see you, Henry. Um, I can't participate in your Happy Days. But so. I don't know anything about it. Um, 
Well, I got. Well, let me hit you with this headline since okay. you don't seem to know anything about it. Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> happy days. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Happy days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Happy days. Labor Day, Arbor Day. Happy days, fam. Happy days. Every day. Get into it. Shout out to Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. Always. And Clint, too. Clint, too. We saw you get that Video Vanguard Award. Um, Shout out to um, Henry Winkler. The greatest. Absolutely. I mean, from what I hear, the kindest person in Hollywood. I can believe that. I can believe that. I've worked with him a couple of times, and we always you, had great experiences. He's never uttered your name. We yep, we, we did. We worked together. We were both on the guest stars on the episode on episode of Suddenly Susan, I think. Oh, with Brooke Shields. <laughs> and and let me ask you this: Did you get any FaceTime with Kathy Griffin? I did. I sat down with her. Yeah. She was probably, I guess this was like the E-list back then. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was before she got, started getting all that, the bra- those Bravo checks. Yeah. God, I remember she, when Kathy Griffin used to do all those comedy you. specials for Bravo. And like the first like two or three, it was like, yeah. And then it was like, <laughs> all right, every year, huh? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, so that, and then, um, there's a moment where Bella, um, well, well, yeah, Jacob, yeah, I did write this down, yeah, because this is one of the first times that Jacob rips his shirt off after oh Bella God, hits her head on that rock. Also, so, this is so much trauma to Bella's body, and like we can't work our, we, we're never going to the hospital, so just forget <laughs> no, about of course it. not. All um, we do is that we was take off our shirt. <laughs> yeah, we take off our shirt, we do a little tap, tap, tap. Did you notice too? The tap, tap, tap didn't. The blood didn't move. I know. It was that shirt that did nothing, and also. It was like, you ruined your shirt just to show her those abs, huh? I know. <laughs> do you think he was worried about that? Absolutely No, not. I do not. He um, was like, I worked hard for this. <laughs> absolutely. I'm sure yeah. I know all the all the, the hoagies he missed out on. <laughs> um, if I had abs like that, I would be taking off my shirt pretty frequently. Absolutely. Without those <laughs> abs, just something in the akin to, or like a yeah. whisper of. Anywhere near, like a scent of those abs, I would, I would be topless all day every day you're topless all day every day anyway <laughs> I mean, in your busted house, yeah busty more like it girl um Wink. so so there's uh there's a moment when she goes she's at school she decides to pretend to be friends with all these people again because she needs somebody to eat lunch with and mike of course who can never <laughs> so. read the room decides he's gonna go for it once more even though he's repeatedly been just like that's rebuffed every attempt but every he's time. like and he's he's such he's a, a sadist he's, he goes back for more he loves he's, it but he's such a ladies man and he understands uh <laughs> the psyche of the female so he says mm-hmm. to her basically now that you're mentally stable and you've gotten all that messy shit taken care of uh you want to get together and get something to eat girl and it's just like the wounds aren't healed yet, bruh. But he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, you, he's like, you don't seem as crazy as you were before. Left off. He's like, I've been staring at your pale body for years, fam. <laughs> and I your personality, taste. your personality is just the cherry on top. <laughs> Mikey's up next. Mikey's up next for the mopey one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a mopey one. I love a mopey, love a mopey. <laughs> so yeah, so that, so that, 
So that's what comes next is him. And then Bella, to quickly let you know when you're being put in the fucking friend zone, um, or not even being put in the friend zone, you've already been there. You have a house there. You have made several payments. You're almost at the point where you can refinance on it because you've been in the friend zone that long. But you don't know. Bella's like... Hey, you know what? We should go out, but let's see if we can take the entire Glee team with us. <laughs> let's and make it a group thing. Let's do a group thing. I'm gonna see if my dad's free, and I'm gonna see if I can get his commission on the phone. You I'd know what? Let's get that waitress from the restaurant and let her have her come. Right, the waitress who did her thing in the first Twilight. They didn't bring her back. They didn't bring she her back. She was given. She gave was more than close, anybody else. And she, according to the dialogue, was a close family friend. Right, and it was just like the disrespect <laughs> and the erasure. But once again, the they dis- take one of our respect another black queen mm-hmm. who didn't get the call. She probably got the same agent that the moms got. You know, absolutely. Oh, they're, they're, just... they're trying to think. You know what? I was just on the phone with Barb. We were just talking about the same thing. I know, because I got some friends close to production, you know? I know that they're looking, They, you know, if they're looking for a sister, <laughs> then you're going to get the call. I know that. It probably came down to the fact that, you know, they, they got their hair and makeup people, but you know your hair's different. So they're probably going to have to see if they can find, you know, another homegirl who can come in and, and fix your do-up, you know, because it's a different type of hair. And so, so they're probably looking for that, you know? They want to fix you up right, you know? But I know the town, you know? It's just, it's a white town. It's a lot of white people. That's not me being racist, it's just what it is. But we all know, because I grew up, I grew up in one of those ta- one of those towns too. And we all had the blacks were there too. Even in, even in the smallest ones. Somebody's got to, somebody's got to run the, the fried chicken stand. Am I right? Oh my God. So as soon as I get the call over here at Kathy's agency then I'll let you know okay Shaniqua um oh oh your name's Kathy okay okay well you know six of one half a dozen of the other (laughs) six of one half a dozen of the other I'll talk to you later bye bye it's it's clear it's unclear who's named Kathy in this bit who isn't you know um (laughs) she comes back so they go to the movie it's a really weird movie Bella's doing this there's this weird like hand the name of the movie. Which oh, like, I was face. It was called Face Fight. Face Punch. Face Punch. <laughs> like they couldn't have been more creative. It was like, face Punch. Oh. Face Punch. Face Punch for the mopey bitches. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, it's a nothing title. Um, no. And it's only a movie. it only it's only seconded um, by Face Fight though, which is. Just no. Is, fa- like put is your... face fight the sequel? Yeah, and that's just slamming heads into into one another. <laughs> I it's actually you, Google. You I fight watched... with your face. Yeah, it's all faces, all face. Mm-hmm. I was watching something, and there was a headbutt, and I ended up going down this like rabbit hole about headbutts because I was so confused about how headbutts worked. I was just like, how, like, as the person who is the butter to the buddy, like, how does the butter not hurt their head, too? But it's all... Uh, you do, but not as much though. And apparently, a part of it—it's look. There's like a, an art to it. You, the butter, you're aiming for soft spots. You're not really aiming for the forehead. You're aiming for like the nose and stuff. And so you're oh. using a harder part of your head to hit the other person, even if you're going for their head. It was something about how like the top of the forehead is harder than the lower part. So you're aiming for the lower part. Headbutting is wow so barbaric to me, and it looks—it's it's just so, so intense. 
intense. It's like so much more intense than just punching someone. No, it's horrible because oh you're bringing your face up to their face and you're smashing it. And I thought I when I think of a headbutt, I think of like two foreheads like aggressively kissing. I don't think of people going for the nose or going for a different part of the forehead. Nose is apparently where you want to go for with a headbutt. Yeah, really. I think I mean just generally if you're gonna punch someone in the face or hurt someone in the face, I think going for the nose is a great spot. Yeah, I agree. I think nose yeah. is really delicate. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... It's easy to break, and then, like, it, there's a lot of blood, so, like, it can come out of your nose and just distract that person. It's, like, a really good way to, um, I think, disarm up the person that you're fighting. The best way to disarm somebody would be that, like, right before you headbutt them, mm-hmm. you stab them in the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stab them and, um, like, with a knife, you mean? Yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Knife, letter opener, which is just a knife. But I feel like if handle. you're... I feel like you're stabbing someone. It's like, do you even need to headbutt them? Because I feel like stabbing a person is, like, debilitating enough. I mean, it's like insult injury, you know. They don't know what to deal with. They're like, oh, you he headbutted me. Yeah. But he also stabbed me. Okay. I guess if, if you, the police come, then you want to... What leave. if you, like, take, a, like, a log of dog shit and you smear it in their eyes and then headbutt them? I mean, you poop on you? Like that poop that you No, it's like you're fight? on the street. This is a street fight, obviously. And Dodge you go ahead. Yeah, and you just, I mean, <laughs> I live in a big city. So I, you know, I see dog poop all the time. And so what I would do. Seek it out. <laughs> Why would I be seeking so it out? So you're on like, so you, or you're like, it's a boulevard that's run. Like, it's like martial law basically on this boulevard. And it's like mm-hmm. mostly run by just stray dogs. Because stray dogs are smart Or, too. you know, so you're it's on like, a you're street. Stray street, fam. You're on straight street. <laughs> you think I'm not going to use this boo-boo? <laughs> exactly. I'm saying you got That's to something use so insulting. whatever you have at your disposal. And if that is a street full of dog boo-boo, then you use a street full of dog boo-boo. So you stab them and then you smear shit all over their face? I would, like, there's something so no, 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 no. About, you oh. smear shit all over their face First, to distract them, to horrify them, and then stab them, and then headbutt them. I would be, like, I'd be really upset about getting stabbed, <laughs> but I'd be more hurt by, like, finding, by, like, getting to the hospital and then being like, well, you got pink eye too, kids, so, like, <laughs> we gotta deal with all of it. I think for me, the most horrifying thing is having someone rub shit on me. Like, I would Absolutely. rather, I feel like I would rather be stabbed or headbutted than, like, You don't want shit rubbed on you. No, no, Jane, I can't not. keep up with your kinks. It's <laughs> Literally, somebody call Katy Perry because you're hot and you're cold, girl. Oh, God. I can't even handle that slander. I want to let you know that. Cambridge, Boston girls, they're undeniable. Always <laughs> pale and they've got that accent. <laughs> Wait, did you just call me pale? I just got back from Mexico. I mean, that's not your natural state, though. But yeah, you're glowing right now. I'm just joking. You. you have a beautiful olive complexion. I just wanted the compliment. White people love hearing that. Listen, <laughs> so just, just that. Um, <laughs> but you really me. do, though. You're beautiful. Um, Thank you. So, Anyways. So we're back at Face Punch, and they're in the theater, and there's a moment where we do close-ups on hands, and like we've got like Bella sitting between Mike <laughs> and Jacob, and they both have their hands sort of out in that weird position that you put your hand on it when you want somebody to grab onto it but they won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bella also looks like she doesn't know what she wants, really. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. It's just like it's just weird. It's just fold your hands, sit on them, and then and Mike Mike gets ill, gets physically (laughs) ill from this movie, which is something that's never happened to me. It's not from the movie. It's not from the movie. There's remember um, before they go into the movie theater, they say I think. uh, one of the friends, I can't remember her name, she's sick with the stomach flu. And, oh, and that's why she can't I didn't come. put that together. That's so he, he probably, we're, I think we're supposed to surmise that he has contracted the stomach flu, and that's so why. So he got the same disease she yeah. got. Okay. And then earlier, Jacob was lying, saying he had mono, or that hasn't come up yet, but he lied. No, that hasn't come up yet. No, but yeah, the mono. So, so yeah, so there's that whole thing. She once again tells Jacob, I can't be with you. I know why you would think because of these past couple of months and all the flirtation and me touching you, caressing your body. I know. She's giving him everything. Let me ask you, at this point, Um, where do you stand? Are you team Edward or are you team Jacob? Team Jacob. You have to. Oh, I'm 100% team Jacob, too. Like, why would you ever want Edward? I was always team Jacob, though, and I've never seen these movies before. I was always (laughs) just like, he's cuter, so I don't really understand why we're even pretending. He is. I mean, straight up, he is cuter. Though. That's really I mean, all it came down to for me. And he's, and you know, not to say he's I'm, here. Not to no, say Robert Pattinson is an is attractive is man. a very good looking guy. But in this movie, they make him look like a dead person. So Jacob is definitely cuter, and like he is nicer. He like jokes around. Yeah, he's with not you. playing all the games with you. He's he just like wants to have a good time with you. And, like, he just wants to have a good time, cool and he's you. He's wearing his feelings on his sleeve, and it's not yeah. just like. Like and he's have a weird his weird family like scowling at you all the time. Oh, and, and like trying to kill you. And he you? doesn't want to drink your blood and kill you. I think yeah. that's like definitely number one for me. And he's not a hundred and nine years old. <laughs> and he's not freezing cold. Edward is freezing cold, and Jacob is like. Whoa. Well, Jacob she, runs a little hot. It sounds yeah, like she was yeah. like, whoa. She's like, you're a fucking tea kettle, and it looked like mm-hmm. she liked it. You know, she's like, you're piping I mean, hot, Jakey. I'd rather have someone who's warm than someone who's cold. Wouldn't you snuggle up with? No, I don't want. I don't want either one. Nobody needs. I don't want to snuggle up with anybody. I don't know if you're if you're running hot. If you're running that hot, absolutely not. Because I run hot enough. I don't want anybody else's hot body on mine. I'm just talking about in theory, though. You know. Oh, what I mean? like if I had to pick, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it depends. I actually probably prefer that cold body to like balance things out for me. But for her, like, I can only. I would ima- want the warm body. Yeah, I can only imagine that Kristen Stewart's Bella is cold a lot. So yeah, exactly. She She's gives warm, off cold teas, so I feel like maybe this would be a little bit more of a balance. But like, part of it is at this point we've still got, you know, Jacob's still rocking all the length, so he's still got hair longer <laughs> than hers. And and maybe for her that's not her jam for some for some people it is but maybe for her she's like you're as pretty than mine um so so jacob runs off and then you know we next time we see him and she's like i'm gonna confront him even though i have no grounds to do so because i've just been fucking around and teasing him this entire movie but i'm gonna go and she runs well in. let's clarify there's no such thing as a tease of course but oh of she course has oh, god the shit that you've been saying and you have never told to fix my shit <laughs> look 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 Jane, you people I'm hammer. Sick. I'm not. <laughs> hold up. Wait, hold it's... on, Brandon. That tease comment. <laughs> this isn't a me versus you thing, Brandon. This is, I'm clarifying oh, for everybody. I know what you mean. It always happens. I know what you mean. I'm just trying to be clear. We don't you, think that she's trying to tease him or anything like that. No, we, we do don't think... think she's asking for it. <laughs> but it is important to notice that like she's kind of being shitty to him because she is 
definitely um, giving him a little more than just a regular friend. And she says at some point, she says at one point, she's like, I know I'm being selfish. And it's like, all right. But she's also, but she also is, she's doing more than just flirting. It may not be called teasing. That may be politically incorrect. But there's Mm -hmm. a moment in this movie. It hasn't happened. And she's allowed to say no. That's not the point. It's that. No, we're not talking about, nobody's talking about, we're having a conversation about consent. No, I know. But I'm saying like, like each time he goes in and he, handles it very well. I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah. No, no. For sure. She's allowed to... Yeah, no. She She's allowed to say this isn't something I want. What I'm talking about, there's a moment where Jacob's shirtless in the movie and Bella is like touching his abs in this way that was almost like... I don't know. Which it was almost like... I this? don't remember when it was, but it's like she's like... She grabs on his abs in this way that's just like... Girl, what are you doing? And also she's like, when he's like fixing her like bleeding head wound, Mm -hmm. she's like, you're you're sort of beautiful. You're sort of beautiful. And it's like, honey, you know what he's here for? Like, be a little bit thoughtful. Well, also, he's been wearing his heart and sleeve this whole movie. It's nothing, nothing's hidden. Exactly. So it's like, it's just like a lack of kindness on her. Well, a lack of kindness. And she doesn't do a really good job of like, I think, making the boundaries clear. Um, She does a lot of hand-holding with him. And it's like, you know, the thing is, you know what this means to him. Especially, like, the longer you two are together and the deeper this relationship seems to get. But she's also, this is what I mean when I say using him. Because she says, like, you know, when I'm around him, I feel so much better. Like, I, so it's like, I, so it's almost like this energy sucking. Like, I, like, Mm -hmm. I'm around him and I'm using, like, his positivity and his light to, like, warm me up and maybe I can get a little bit of that light to shine through me like you know it's 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 this we're moving towards something and so yeah. it is like for her to still sort of come back and be like no 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 okay here's what I need clarification on for you okay mm-hmm. I don't understand who Harry Clearwater is he just shows up in this movie with giving us like a wig that is giving us like Big Edie in Grey Gardens tees and I've never seen him before and he's just a character and he's been so much of the movie looking like the kid who stole the cookie from the cookie jar like every time the camera pans to him he's giving me side to side like no 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 like I don't know what I don't know know what's going on yeah 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 like every time it's like who are you sir you were not a character so in the first he's film. part he is a he's a good friend of Charlie Bella's dad and he is also friends with um Jacob Black's father um and he thing- is but he lives on the reservation so he knows he knows about um like the werewolves and shit I felt like it was so long like we went so long I felt like in this movie unless I'm mistaken but I saw I watched it twice we went so long in this film without seeing Jacob Black's father that yeah, you're, you I assumed it was I thought he was Jacob's father and that the recast. actor had been recast and then when Bella goes to Jacob's house after Jacob doesn't want to see mm-hmm. her and starts ignoring her and the door opens and his dad answered the door then I was like oh so that's not his dad They, I just feel like they could have spent a little bit more time like well also Harry Clearwater is not in a wheelchair and Jacob Black's father is I get that no I get yeah. that but that's not enough for me as like no, a no, viewer I, to I, 
agree with you. But you're right. No, you're right. In the moment I saw Jacob Black's father in the wheelchair, I thought, oh, that's right. Um, And so I did have that moment. But before that, I was like, oh, I think that's Jacob's dad. Um, So a thing that these movies do really poorly at is like, there's a lot of characters within this universe, but they are really bad at like introducing them clearly within the movies because you <laughs> the characters that are more significant in the book aren't quite as significant in the movie because there isn't time so they don't make a good they don't do a good job like all of the wolf pack people you know what I mean all of the wolves like we don't know who they are like a little I know bit more they, t- and it's a two it's an over two hour long movie like I feel like time, yeah well it sounds like what we're kind of saying is that they don't spend a lot of time like especially with the Native American characters like mm-hmm. it doing a good job of explaining like this huge part of this movie in this world they right. don't do a lot of time placing like value on sort of expounding upon like the the base narrative that we have and I think mm-hmm. they could have probably you know it's already over two hours long we could have probably spent a, a lot few less... a lot happens in this movie but they it's... could have taken five minutes to sort of like at least have a moment where Bella's maybe like so like Jacob how do you know how do you know Harry Clearwater <laughs> oh you know? or like let's and like you know like Sam Yuli and like Emily's like or Emily is Samuel's fiance, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they spend like two minutes at her house, and there's like they give you some information, but you don't really yeah, understand. Yeah, I would have been, I would have enjoyed are. learning a little bit more about them. Yeah. Um, and spending a little bit less time, you know, watching Bella. So yes. yeah, and we could have taken think... a little bit away from her moping because there's plenty of it. And we could, you know. And later, I made a note about how when they're like chasing down Victoria, like that scene is too long. And we could have taken time from that scene to give these characters a little more weight. Also, I read that. Um, that in the book apparently Harry's when Harry dies in the movie it's because he gets like thrown by Victoria mm-hmm. and then he has a heart attack but apparently in the book he has a heart attack as a result of seeing his daughter Leah turn into a werewolf because women aren't supposed to be able to turn into werewolves and that's right. what causes his heart attack and yeah. I thought that would be so much more of an interesting story point absolutely um, just especially from a cinematic for standpoint yeah, yeah. yeah well she like does that. she does come into play I think in the next movie I'm sure yeah, yeah, it was just interesting. So, so that, mm-hmm. and then I was also gonna say, so when Bella shows up at Jacob's house, and then he's in the bed sleeping, and then Bella runs outside and like <laughs> is really feeling herself, and she runs up to the wolf pack who are in human form at this point, and she's like, "What did you do?" But I'm also like, "Why are you so angry at him?" I didn't understand what happened. What happened when she runs out of Jacob's? It's... I didn't understand what she was as upset about when Jacob was asleep in the bed. The right was not hers. Yeah. And she, and she was not. I thought that something was wrong with him. Like he out. was in like a coma state or something. No, he was, was just like, sleeping. He was just and sleeping. She, and she, he's just like, because he, he, well, finally, we forgot to mention, he got the fucking haircut, which is incredible. We've been, mo- great look. We've been waiting We'd for. We love to see it. And, but we love to see the removal of that awful wig. And now he is you know his peak hot self where he's walking around in jorts and shirtless and short hair but 
She comes out, uh, she runs out of the house fucking already swinging. I mean, quite literally, because she smacks one of them in the fucking face. I don't remember who she smacks, but... Well, the wig was giving me very, you think you own whatever land you land on. The earth is just a death thing you can claim. Claim... Are we, <laughs> oh, we could. We could. Um, so that happens. And then she runs out. She's angry. And she sl- she hits him like twice, first of all. But I also... The, <laughs> she, she like slaps. slams him in the chest and then like either then slaps him in the face or punches him. across the face. And, but also I thought it was funny that that was enough for him to turn into a wolf. Because I was like... I know. He, I felt like he was working so hard to make, to to give weight and value to what she had done, like the actor, <laughs> to make it to make it seem like this is like I just felt the effort being put into being um, outraged by yes. the, that little smack that she gave him across the face. But he turned, he goes full wolf, um, <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden, you know, Jacob runs out of the house, and then Jacob turns to wolf, and they're in a full on wolf fight. And it sounds like um, Bella has a like a little mini orgasm when they start fighting. <laughs> she's like, oh, and so it's like she's really into it. Um, and so, yeah, so then we she figures out that these are that Jacob is part of this wolf pack at this point. And also, and also, J- Dave pointed out earlier, and I clocked it yesterday in the movie. But there's a moment when she runs in, she sees, um, she sees him for the first time with the new with the shortcut. He's yelling at her, and he's like, "You!" And and, and Jacob says, "You've been lying to everyone, Charlie." <laughs> Charlie, yes. It's like, do you have any other names? <laughs> Charlie, end of list. Like, that was- <laughs> yeah. but it was also just throw in. You could have thrown any name in there. <laughs> you could have said you Jessica, Mike, and other yeah, friends. Charlie, Jessica, Mike. You could have been like, your mom, that black right. waitress from town. <laughs> your best friend, that waitress from town. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get away with this, Bella. But Charlie. What you did to fucking Charlie? First of all, what no. teenager doesn't lie to their parents? So it's like the yeah. worst excuse ever. You like everybody. <laughs> me and me. Um, so also, that like, happens. Well, but like the thing that bothers me too is he gets mad at her for keeping that secret, and it's like, but then he's like, I can't tell you who I am, and it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so, so it only works one way. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I'll cue him becoming a whole ass wolf and then being like, who the cat's out of the bag? Uh, oh, the so. line, the line. Okay, so this is a really significant line from this movie and it's, they're walking away after she finds out that they're all wolves and Jake has turned into a wolf and one of the characters, I don't know his name, but he goes, gets the wolves out of the bag. And the first time I watched this with our friend Laura, like, she laughed so hard at that line. <laughs> I've never, like, cackled at that line. And now she we, she and I kind of say it back and forth. It's a very significant line from this movie because it's so stupid and it's so funny for all the reasons that they hoped that it wouldn't be. Guess the wolves are the big. 
Um, so then also, right before they go into the house, um, they lead back Bella in. God, I was going to say back again. They lead Bella in. I've been doing so good. Um, and then they, but they say to her, um, don't stare. But they don't tell her what not to stare at. And that's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, don't, like, you have to brace me. You can say to me, oh, um, you know, she has a scar. Our host has a scar on her face. It, it, please just try not to stare at it. It's inappropriate. You know, be a fucking adult human being. Be a human being. Um, but instead they just say, don't stare. And then they lead you inside. Which feels like you're setting me up for like, (laughs) because now my, I'm like my antenna's up. Cause I'm like, what's going to be different than what I'm norm. I'm used to in this room. (laughs) Um, so I thought that was a messy thing to do. Uh, but then, um, that happens. And then also it, Sam comes in and he, first of all, could give a shit. About what happened earlier. I know. I guess nobody at, cares that she knows. No. And he's got this coquettish smile on his face and he's like, sorry. And it's like, about almost like eating me? <laughs> Sir. Like, why are you smiling? Like, there was a huge wolf fight between you and Jacob. No, no, and no. And I almost Sam, died. Sam is not the one who um, morphed into a wolf. It was Jacob and one of the other guys, but it wasn't Sam. Oh, okay. You don't know his name, though, so. Uh, <laughs> So that all happens, and it's just really funny to me. And then also, I thought it was funny when they were talking about Victoria, and they're like, yeah, she disappears, though. She goes into Canada, and we can't get her. And I'm like, oh, is there, like, a border issue? Are y'all not allowed to cross the Canadian border? You're an animal. Like, like, they were like, once she, they're like, once she crosses into Canada, I do Canada's not carry problem. my passport on me. So... I will not be attempting <laughs> to get over there and give them something to talk about. So just don't even expect it, okay? <laughs> I won't be having any poutine tonight. I wish I had some poutine. I oh that. my god, I would. My mouth literally started when I said it. Some poutine, I fucking oh love that god, shit. So, so good. good. <sighs> so I'm hungry. Um, all of a sudden, just remembered to exist it, and I'm like, God, if I go to Canada, when I go to Canada, I will go to Canada. Mm-hmm. I've been there, but when I go back, I can't believe. It. I don't think I had. I was all over Canada. I don't think I had poutine one time I was in Canada. What the hell is that? wrong with you? I don't want to talk about it. I'm upset with myself. I had. Um, it, I went to Montreal. I had it like mm-hmm. every single day. God, <laughs> uh, that's how I'm doing it next. I'm gonna tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so Edward is, you know, Edward. Also, there's several times Edward shows up as an apparition. He's not really there, but he's like a hologram version of himself. And mm-hmm. there, anytime Bella is about to do something like rough, like if she's like about to go into a dangerous situation, or like there's a scene Bella is lactose intolerant. There's a scene where she's about to body some ice cream, and he says, <laughs> "I would do that if I were you." <laughs> Uh, I apologize to your toilet, Bella. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. I'm not going to be the only one running if you eat that ice cream. (laughs) I think you know it. Uh, So that, like those moments. And then, but but he couldn't be less invested in those moments. He's almost asleep. Like his words have no, there's no fervor behind them. There's, Mm. There's no weight or gravitas. It's just... Well, it's interesting. It's interesting, too, because that's what, like, comes... That's her, 
that's her version of him in her mind. Oh, for sure. So he, they're both just like, just think of it. He's doing his best Johnny Depp and like she's just doing her best actress. And so it's like, yeah, between the two of them. Um, Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. And then also there's this moment where Bella gets to the house. um, Jacob brings her back to her house and he's like, you know, I'm going to protect you and take care of you. And, you know, just being there for her. And Mm -hmm. she sees the Collins car and she's like, fuck you. And she jumps out of the car. And Jacob's like, wait, 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 hold on. And she's like, no, no, hold on, bitch. You did your job for a while. You helped me fix up the bike. It was cute. My man's back. Deuces. Yeah, so fall back because I'm Eddie's, okay? Um, she, runs the, she runs in the house. Um, Alice is there and she's brought her haircut with her with a vengeance. It's pointier than ever. It's um, if, if haircuts could fucking kill. And Alice is so rude and disrespectful to Jacob. She's like, it smells like, she's like, why does it smell like wet dog in here? And it's just like, Alice, you need to calm down because you, you, you bring a like, lot of rude energy into this situation, girl. The thing is, you may not like what he is, but he doesn't like what you are. And like, yeah. oh, one of the things that Bella says earlier where she's like, she said like, oh, <laughs> if they were in Emily's house and they were like, oh, like, you're right, Bella is good with weird. And she's like, you're not the first monsters I've met. <laughs> and I just felt like it was such a shady word choice. Like, oh, absolutely. You could have said like, oh, you're not the first, like, you know, creatures I've met or like non-humans or like whatever. It was just like such a pointed word choice yeah yeah I mean it was it was just like you're not the first disgusting goblins that I've made contact with <laughs> and you won't be the last it's like we're sitting right here. we're staring at you like that we're hurt, also like not only that it's like we're gonna protect you also like. all every like every creature that is like I guess a, an inhuman creature in this movie has mm-hmm. spent so much so much bandwidth has been exhausted like like keeping this one mopey girl alive like all of the resources think about what could have been accomplished with the time that's been wasted keeping mopey moperson alive to turn off people's radios and tell them that she doesn't like music just walking (laughs) around town could you turn and this is why i think this writer is like an absolute narcissist because she created a world where in the world she's clearly bella and literally everything revolves around Mm -hmm. bella everyone's obsessed with bella but like she writes in her quote-unquote humbleness which is like bella's insecurity or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like but everybody does everything for and about and to Bella. Oh, for sure. And I mean, obviously, I I am I am a a a doctor of the mind, so I can make that diagnosis about the author of Twilight. <laughs> Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, so then Bella also, as she's leaving, she says that she reminds everybody that she's 18. And I was like, yeah, but you've been acting like you're 12 the whole movie and expecting everybody to take care of you. So interesting that you all of a sudden have adult energy after spending the entire movie whining and complaining and, like, making people do things for you. But go off. So go she's off. like, I'm 18. You're 18, sweetie. And when she leaves the house to head to Rio, I guess. Um, In what world is this Rio? Rio. Well, Dave pointed out the fact there's a moment when Ed when Edward calls the house 
and I know he's typing in right now. And but when Edward calls the house, and then like Jacob shadily answers the phone, mm-hmm. and he's like, and and he's like, you know, Edward's calling the house to check on Bella. Clearly, um, mm-hmm. it's like, why you're a vampire with all these powers? Why do you use a telephone? But anyway, he's calling the house to check on um, Bella, and Edward and um, Jacob answers the phone, and he's like, because um, he wants to speak to the dad. He wants to speak to mm-hmm. Charlie to find out about what's going on with Bella. Because he like, like thinks because Alice had a vision that yeah. Bella was gonna die, but yeah. she, they actually say that the werewolf saved her, but her vision can't doesn't work with the werewolf, so she didn't know. Yeah, very that. So, but then there's a moment where um, Jacob just doesn't share that information, and so he says. Um, so instead, he says. Um, he says, uh, yeah, he calls the house. He wants to speak with Charlie, Bella's father. And instead of saying, you know, oh, Bella's right here. I'll let you speak with her, which is the only reason he didn't ask about her is because he thinks something's happened to her. Jacob just says, oh, her dad's planning a funeral right now. Because early in the movie, Harry uh, Clearwater passes away of a close friend of Bella's dad. But instead of, like, saying that, he just wants, he just tries to, like, leave it at, like, he's planning a funeral so he doesn't know whose funeral he's planning. Well, know? he's leading him to believe believe that Bella's dead yeah so he'll leave her alone (laughs) so Um, what Edward does is he crushes the cell phone which made me fucking laugh yeah fucking hard he's done with the phone it was it was the Robert Pattinson is in Brazil in Rio de Janeiro yes Um, yeah and so but they but then Alice has a vision that she that he's going to go to Italy where the Volturi live so that Oh for sure. Can... I was just pointing out the fact that that's where he was in that scene. Oh, okay. I thought you said Bella went to Rio and I was like, "Oh, she went to I probably did. Okay. I probably did." <laughs> um but so she's leaving. She's got her passport though, which I thought was just a really funny detail when she's got all her stuff in her hands. It's like they want you to remember cuz as they've explained, you can't just go into Canada all willy-nilly. <laughs> so Bella's got her You've passport. Got to have identification. I, I would have loved just a 10-minute scene that's just pure, like, procedural, clerical, just like, like, her, her filling her out paperwork. Customs. Just her getting through. <laughs> um, and so, um, then she gets there, everybody's in red red hoods, um, and, uh, for a big event that's happening in Italy, and she's looking for um, Edward. She's, like, rudely just, like, throwing her body into strangers. <laughs> and I love that all the extras are like, who's this bitch? Um, <laughs> Because like, it's, it's just like, Kristen the disrespect. I know. It's Kristen Stewart, and that name means something in places. So she's pushing into people, and then, like, Ed- Edward comes out. She sees him. He's he's covered in Hot Topic's finest glitter. And he's about to, you know, unsheath and reveal himself to the people. And she stops him, and he realizes she's alive. And then he says, oh, we're gonna, what are you going to say, Jane? Because your lips are perking up. <laughs> well, we might cut this out, but because... We don't like to talk about other people's bodies on this website. No, go ahead. You love doing it. On this on this website, on this podcast. I just just from me to you, I want to say, did it look like and uh, don't get me wrong, Rob Pattinson, great looking That they guy, painted on his abs? Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were painted. Okay. On. Those were like contoured with like makeup. I didn't know. I, like, I didn't know. I thought it while I was watching, but I never actually said it out loud. But I thought is that the, those are painted on. I noticed in the yes. scene when the Volturi are holding him back, and his yeah. stomach is like you can see the markings. And I thought like, yeah. huh? Why do we feel the need to do that? Um, why do we feel the need to do that? Because it's an unrealistic body standard. And of he, course, like why couldn't he just be beautiful on his own as as Edward? You know, it's yeah, like they it had was to be unnecessary. Uh, the elite 
illusion of abs. No, I'm Robert had gotten a glimpse of Taylor with his shirt off, and he was like, "Hey, <laughs> was like, um, hey, mate, can you paint some on?" Crikey, can you give me some abs Crikey. like that? <laughs> abs I don't want. To, I don't want to do any more sit-ups, but come on, paint some on. I ain't doing nothing else <laughs> till you give me the abs of that bloke. Um, so Apparently, happened. he's like in the cast of a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> um, whoa. Whoa. Okay. Um, so that, and then, and then he says to Bella, I didn't want to live in a world where you didn't exist. And then she says, But you said, and then he says, I lied. You believe me so easily. Which the subtext of was like, You dumb bitch. It took nothing. I know. Um, so... Well, it's, like, also, like, manipulative. Like, he's like, you didn't believe me? Like, or or you believe me so easily? Like, it's just, like, it's it's putting the blame on her? Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, it took nothing to convince you of anything. You still believe I'm 109 years old, dummy. Um, also, Dave pointed out as a fun fact that a ton of fans showed up in the small village uh, the day of filming this scene so the director threw hoods and capes at them and hired them as extras which is cute and fun oh that is so. cute also fun thing I, I, I learned about while reading about this is that they filmed in the same town that they filmed under the Tuscan sun oh yeah I saw that Diane Lane shout out <laughs> shout out I've also that's a movie I've never seen so if you want to do it for the podcast I'm down I've never seen under the Tuscan sun either <clears throat> oh my god which is surprising because I love I love a Diane Lane joint who and, doesn't? God, yeah. if I was in this town, I already know. I just know from these scenes that the food is popping. And like... Oh my God, I would be... Oh my mouth God. is watering again. I'm I know, stop. I'm so hungry. Okay. God, if I was in Italy, I would get so I just would, the, I would... I would... You'd have to hire a crane to remove me from the country. I want to go to... I want to go to the Amalfi Coast so bad. I oh my God, just, me too. Oh, Just like okay. pluck fresh seafood out of the sea and like... God, I feel like Wendy Williams right now. She does this when she talks about food. <laughs> Food. I'm like, oh my mouth is watering, but it's legit. Like my mouth really is watering. I'm not. Fun. I'm not fun. But okay, we gotta stop. Okay, and then you know, you are Jane and I am Sam because we've got Dakota Fanning in the mix. <laughs> And she shows up, and did you know she was coming, or was that no, a surprise I didn't. To you? It, it was, okay, we can call it a surprise. It was just a thing that occurred in the movie. Um, but I was. You were like, like, "Oh, Dakota!" I was like, "Oh, Dakota's here." Okay. Um, so I assume there was a big setup for her in the next movie. Hopefully, otherwise, mm-hmm. this was a fool's errand. Um, so Dakota's in the mix, and then um, there can't she is, be a fan? Can't Dakota be a fan? That's true. You're right. Dakota can just be a fan who decided mm-hmm. to, to you know, take a part. Who, who had access to a cameo, you know? And was like, you know what? I'll do it. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, th- there's a weird flat. There's like a weird flashback of, or like a flash forward of Bella and um, Edward in the future frolicking through like a forest. And she's wearing some weird, like, I don't know, Gap fantasy. They look like they're in like a Gap commercial. It's and they're so running bad. around, but she's got those same eyes that they have. So I guess it's a fantasy, fantasy about her also now being a vampire in the future. She sort of tells Arrow that. Um, yeah, Alice so tells him that, like, kill- so they don't kill her she's like no in the future she's gonna be like us and so that's enough for them um and then 
I can't believe um, we haven't talked about the fact that it's Michael Sheen who plays. Oh, it, absolutely. Uh, it's Michael Sheen, who's an actor who I know who Michael Sheen is, but I always don't know who he is when I see him in things, and I always think, yeah. oh, who is that guy? Which is the same thing that I have with Guy Ritchie. I mean, not Guy mm-hmm. Ritchie, Guy Pierce. I always have the Guy Pierce. Oh. Where, like, I'm like, I see Guy Pierce in something. Guy Pierce is such a um, chameleon of an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's always an actor that I see in things. I'm like, that can't be Guy Pierce. But yeah, yeah, Michael Sheen, who apparently. That's the same thing I feel about Michael Sheen, is like, he, they're so, b- both of those people are so good at like transforming mm-hmm. into their roles that you forget that you, you know you recognize them, but you forget who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that all happens in that scene. Apparently, Michael Sheen um, didn't know a lot about the movie when he signed on. He just signed to do it because he probably <laughs> saw the, the check and was like, dope, of course. Which is like, yeah, me too. Oh um, my God. So, but his, but his daughter was a really big fan. So apparently, she like gave him the tea on all the characters and who oh, he was playing in the world, cute. which I thought was really cute. Yeah, um, that's cute. And then um, there's a moment coming up where, you know, Bella and Edward are driving off, you know, they're back in Forks and Jacob pops up and abs are pop, pop, popping. And um, (laughs) of course, and he's shirtless and he's got his shorts on. Yeah. And although Dave pointed out he doesn't wear a shirt because he has turned a werewolf all the time. And he's but also which means he's just losing these jorts constantly. I know. That's what I think. It's endless like the jorts of jorts. Like, yeah. I understand, but it's like, what are you doing? How, how does that work? Are also, Dave doing? pointed out once he turned into the werewolf that he was like, now he has to go away because he can't turn back into a human or he's going to be butt naked in front of everybody. <laughs> so I thought that was funny <laughs> observation. It's like, it's true. If once I you turn knew, into wolves, you're going to Like, I feel like if I knew, like, if I had time to be like, okay, I'm, now I'm going to morph into a werewolf, I would, like, gently take off my jorts, fold them, and, like, put them under a tree so I could find them later. I agree with that. I think that's really mm-hmm. practical. But I guess maybe when like adrenaline... walk off so you don't have to be naked in front of Edward and Bella and be humiliated. Although or maybe as know. a wolf. I mean he looks he looks good with a shirt off. Maybe he looks good with the whole thing exposed. I'm sure he know? looks great regardless yeah. of what's mm-hmm. going on there. But I can imagine him maybe <laughs> being. I can I can imagine him maybe being like y'all should go. I'm gonna turn back now. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess he you wolves can't Bella talk, like, I guess, tur- in human voices, I guess. Yeah. Well, this is before he shifts, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, or him being like, I'm going to turn into a wolf, and then I'm going to turn back into a human. <laughs> so, you know, don't touch my jorts. Um, so, so also she says to him, I guess, the thing that we've already known, which is, don't make me choose, because mm. it'll be him. It's always been him. And it's like, I would have loved to know known that before I spent months nursing your mopey ass back to, like... <laughs> a good place life. for you to yeah. like like he left also there were so many times I felt like that Bella was in like not like physical danger but in like emotional like turmoil and like mm-hmm. Edward wasn't there for her so it was just really mm-hmm. weird when he was like I've been watching this whole time it's like you've been watching me go through the emotional ringer for like months and haven't done anything I know oh. yeah he literally left her and was like oh this is well I mean he thought it would be better for her if he never yeah, whatever, existed or yeah. whatever but whatever I don't know I mean just be with Jacob and I'm so annoyed that they like almost kissed several times and they never did and it's like come on man just yeah. just get one in and then ugh, I hated that um so <laughs> then what, what I said <laughs> I had to get one in uh, <laughs> and then we get the really great epic moment at the end of the movie where Edward does the thing that we all saw coming from a mile away and wasn't surprising <laughs> at all and proposes to a freshly 18 year old Bella and she goes in typical Bella fashion <gasps> 
And then the movie and, ends. End of movie. I. It's so gross how like puritanical and old fashioned Edward is. He's like, I'll change you, but only if you're married to me. Ed, Edward like, is like oh. 109 years old. I would love to hear some of like if he's that old. I'd love to hear some of the fucked up like racist like shit that he probably. Oh makes. my god, that's such like, a good point. Like Ed, like Edward just being like, oh, all these like <laughs> blacks moving into town. Wait, what? And he's He's like, oh, I was born in 1900, you know? Like, and he like shares with her about how like his family was like on the quote unquote right side of history by like owning plantations. Well, there is like, I can't remember it too well because it's from the book, but Jasper was like fought in the Civil War. And I think he fought for the South, if I remember. Oof, I can only hope that maybe we touch on that, but I'm sure we're too scared to. <laughs> we don't. Let's no, we don't Let's tell the that. story. If we're going to tell but... the story. He's Let's probably like, it. I know what these people Info. really like back in the day. She's oh, like, oh, can you share? And he's like, well, I can tell you they weren't this uppity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm hurting. That's so disgusting. Yeah, I, I have I have every belief that Edward and Jasper have not done the work to be anti-racist in this society. From like, yeah, from their old times. Because also they're incredibly rich too. And you, know I don't believe anybody people. when any white person ever tells me like, oh, my grandparents or like my great grandparents weren't they weren't racist. I'm always like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, fucking, fucking right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so. That was it. That was the movie. It was fun. There was a lots of craziness. I wanted a little bit more Anna Kendrick. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, yeah, me too. It's unfortunate it's funny that, she's that she's such in an these ancillary movies. character. Because yeah. I feel like Anna Kendrick. Obviously, I guess at this point, this was a get for her. But she's such a name. Mm-hmm. She's like an A-lister, and so it's always like funny to see her in these films. Because I'm always like, Ugh, like Anna Kendrick deserves like more than this. I mean, she's getting it now. Don't I mean you know she's doing very well for herself. Absolutely. But it's always like I just want more from that character. I just think she's fun and she's funny and she. She, like she really is a great foil to Bella, so I'd like mm-hmm. a little bit more of her. But um, and I think well, this is so this movie came out in two thousand nine, and Up in the Air came out in two thousand nine, which I think was Anna Kendrick's like that was her big out. turning point. Yeah, yeah. so it Although was like, all the all the nerds out there remember her from Camp, right? Oh my god, of course, I oh loved god. that movie. And by nerds, movie. you mean um, theater kids and closet. We saw that. Me and my friends saw that movie three times and that's important because it was like at a like a like this weird like independent movie theater that was totally. really far away that we had to go to and I remember like this every time we saw it we also all went and each individually bought the soundtrack from I think Urban Outfitters um, <laughs> and we like the CD and we all like we were crying in the theater oh my we god so me unhinged. too we were I was so I was so, so moved by that movie I saw myself in that movie remember the girl with the mouth her mouth was wired shut yeah and then she sings that like incredible song to her parents at the end of the camp brandon i have goosebumps thinking about it. oh my god it's so good because i wanted more than anything to attend that camp oh of course those people to be part of that any of those camps the camp movies and television shows i always went to camps that were like a weekend when i was a kid i always Mm. wanted to go to a real summer camp so bad and they were all on the east coast and i I wanted it i I did go to a real summer camp bad do you remember bug juice um 
Do you remember that my friend George Oleski was on Bug? Bug oh Juice? my God! Of course, George was on Bug Juice. Yeah, he, oh, that I used was to his watch camp. that show. I used to watch yeah. that show and just like I was so jealous of all everybody. I wish I'd gotten. I wish that like my mom had put me on a plane and been like, go to like, up like go to this place that you've never been and have like this crazy experience. Um, I had a great childhood. I love you, Mama. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like some of that stuff that was happening like on the Disney Channel. You know, it's like oh, mm-hmm. like what I would have given to have like a camp experience where it's like you go for a couple months you know i just always like yeah. pined for it but it was like i was always just going to like you know my grandparents house which is fine i love my grandparents i mean but it would have been fun one summer to get that type of like you know i do i do have to say i went to sleepaway camp and it was probably like it, it was very significant for me of for course sure. yeah oh, it always I, looks so fun i had so much fun you think I, i'm too like, old to go now i do think at this point to go to the camp's that like the children go to I would say you're too old but maybe there's some sort of adult equivalent maybe I'd be almost cool now maybe because I'm so old (laughs) I feel like actually right now you would hate to attend a camp as an adult you'd be like I'm not doing these activities no Uh I feel like I'd be really scared I'd be really scared I'd be like more scared I think of the mean girls and the clicks than I was (laughs) um than I was then. I'd just be like... Everybody in my camp was really Middle-aged nice. man in the corner, like, why isn't she <laughs> talking to me? <laughs> and they'd be like, her parents advised her not to, sir. Like, also, like, you bodied, like, three of these children's lunches. Like... <laughs> Your portions are out of control. Why are you so hungry? Go to Italy, eat. <laughs> yeah, why are you here? Like you're what bet did you lose? And why did we allow you to attend? Uh, me trying to and then like they only have children's size shirts and me like stuffing myself into like a child's XL and just like pouring out of it. And they're just like, You, you know have, what, you Brand? Why don't we just rent a cabin and we'll make it very campy? I love it. It's a different kind of camp, but I love that kind of camp, too. (laughs) Anyways. um, So, our producers just told us to shut up um, and say what we're watching next week. So, I'm going to give Wait, before... Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to know, A, what do you think of this movie? And if you would watch it again? Um, I thought it was fun. I, I actually, I actually saw. Oh, okay. I thought it was too long. Is what I thought. Yes, I thought it could it have been was. shorter. I, so I thought it could have been a shorter film. I thought that it was. Um, I thought it was good though. That was a good time. I saw like I saw some of the. I'm mean, you stretching the term evolution loosely, but I saw some of the evolution <laughs> of some of the characters. I felt like it was a good time. I felt like. I enjoyed, like, from just... Uh, I think I like Chris White's the director. I liked where he took it. I mm-hmm. appreciated, like, the fact that everything was really thoughtful um, in terms of, like, set design, um, costuming. Um, so, yeah, I probably... I think it was too long, though. I really do. I think that... I get that there's a lot, and they're, and they're trying to honor the books. But for me, it was, like, a smidge too long. This could have been, like, an hour and 40 minutes. Like, they could have stopped- cut off 30 minutes, I think. I, st- I, I started tuning out both times I watched... After she rescues him, like yeah. the where they have the conversation with the Volturi, and like at the very end, like I just start, I just start tuning out at the, that point. Yeah, I agree. I don't care anymore. Like honestly, I love Michael Sheen, but everything involving his character, not because of him, but just like I don't. No, just like I don't care. <laughs> um, but I, but I enjoyed it. Um, more so than it I again? think the first one, because no, I would not. <laughs> okay. Um, I would not. Okay. But I did Only... think it was fun, and I liked it yeah. more than I liked the first one. Okay. 
great. Um, it was mainly fun because I knew I was going to get to talk about it with you. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I was happy that That's Taylor why... Lautner's character got a moment. I know. And yeah. I know that in the books, apparently, like, uh, Edgar's not even really in these movies. So I Go, know that, like, it, it's... Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. What did I say? Edgar. Oh damn it! I did so good. <laughs> you did so good. Edward's not really in these movies. I know in this in this book. I mean, so they really like tried to they fit him in, which makes sense given the story. It seems like I can see how they've sort of spliced him into it. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Um, yeah, it was it built on the first one, and I think because I had the foundation of the first one, it helped sort of like fall into this mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, not again. <laughs> All right, well, do you want to reveal what you are having me watch next week? I am. We've had a little bit of a conversation sort of whispering around this. You've Mm. expressed sort of a little bit of a disinterest, but, you know, there's a lot of things that (laughs) I love in movies. Uh, An area of film that I love that we haven't really touched on is some, you know, quote-unquote classic cinema. So Mm. I'm going to give you to watch uh, a movie from 1959 called Pillow Talk, starring people. Isn't Kim Kim Novak in that? No, but I like that you think that. All, all the <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing about nothing. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I I okay. I, I I'm excited to watch this movie and talk about it with you on my own. Would I put this on? Of course not. It's no, not a... but that's why I gave it to you. Yes, exactly. That's the point of this co- podcast. So I am. I'm excited because I'm always excited. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, this was a fun episode. I really enjoyed this. This was. Um, so thank you guys for listening to us. We hope you had fun. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you next week for Pillow Talk. Bye. Bye. to be more specific. I'm really good at all of them.